Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and all those in between, to another Amuse Bouche segment brought to you by Nightcaps at the Theater. Oh, I thought this... we had a sponsor for a second. <laughs> Right. I thought you were going to say brought to you by Nesquik. <laughs> That's funny. Tell another. <laughs> brought to you by Tubi. Free right now. We're not paying you a dime. I wish Woo. Tubi would sponsor us. But then, I mean, I don't think Tubi has money to spare. Uh, to That's be or not, not to, to be. be. Watch it. That's the question. <laughs> the answer is always not to be. Anyways, who are these uh, ephemeral voices speaking at this table tonight? Ooh, that's dark. Yeah, well. I'm... Have you been the life of a teacher? <laughs> well... <laughs> Hey, I've been a student. That was tough enough. Yeah. I'm Matt. Don't make me get out of bed for under 80K. Cabrera. Mm. Uh, I'm Don't Call to Come Back, Mark Zebro Jr. Like Kim Kardashian. Ooh. She came on his back. Did she? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. What? Come on. That's a um, um, Parks and Rec joke. Chris Wait, Pratt she, made that before he broke up with Anna Ferris. She came on? Oh. What? Mm. Interesting. It's a deep cut. Never mind. <laughs> Anyways, I'm just like the plastic tabletop hippos gobbling up those marbles. I'm hungry. And I'm Jonathan Kwiatkowski. And welcome <laughs> to the Amuse-Bouche segment where we give you pop culture, TV, film, Maybe another segment, <laughs> theater, music, <laughs> whatever you can watch. Yeah, yeah, we'll see tonight. It might be a little different. I request that I go last in TV court tonight because I got a shit ton to talk about. I, I do enough. too. I don't know how long I'll talk about it for, but uh, I'll try and speed it along as we can. My pop filter is sticky. Oh, did you wash it? <laughs> did Kim Kardashian no. come on your back? <laughs> I don't use that pop filter, so I mean, that's between you and uh, you. No. No. Sticky? What? Yeah, like the, the edge. All right. I'm just... You got any TV while you're filming up that filter? <laughs> I got a few. I got a few TVs. All right, well, speak, uh, two, please. Two of them are for sale, actually. Hit me up if you're interested. Um, I got three TV shows. Three? Let me see if I could remember them. Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. I finished that. That was fantastic. Did it have a non-ending? I hear it. I hear it's one of the shows that just like ends and just like oh whatever. Hey, yeah, but that's most good anime. And that way, uh, I mean, it, it, I, uh, you you took that uh very long. I don't think uh, you've seen a good anime before. I think I have. I mean, you've Ooh. you we'll, actually we'll talk <laughs> yeah. about it. Just talk we about will it. we will talk. <laughs> My eyes just rolled. <laughs> Uh, see many an anime, but good anime. Yes, you're the one who came up with the John. You need to watch the Sword Art Online, and I went goodbye, no, sir. You were observing. You, you were observing my social status of me watching Sword Art. Yeah, Online. it's awful. Yeah, I know. That's an awful anime, and I, love, and, and I love to watch it. I don't care. I thought that was a game for a while. It's, well, it's both. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. No, it, it's got an ad- abrupt ending. Uh, but I think it works for the show. I think the yeah. ending just really works. You know, there are characters who don't really have... Uh, actually, pretty much nobody has their their ties tied up. What's that called? Loose ties? They got loose, loose ends. ties. <laughs> loose ends tied up. There we go. Ooh, talking about a loose end. And But it works. Yeah. Within the context of the show. And there's a movie... Uh, have you TV seen it yet? movie that I have not watched. All right. It's pretty good. But it doesn't it takes place between two f- former two past episodes. So mm-hmm. there's not a continuation of the the show yeah. per se. But uh, yeah, it's fantastic. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's pivotal. Uh it's a landmark and in anime. Watch it before the Netflix version comes out <laughs> so that you're not out of the loop. Yeah. It's one of the best anime of all time. I'm glad you finally watched of it. Of course. Yeah. I, yeah, I had seen uh, bits and pieces, but it was rewarding to watch it in order. <laughs> Any fave crew members? 
Uh, I mean, we all love Spike, so that's I, a given. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's probably Spike, but I, everyone's great. You know, Jet. Yeah. Is awesome in his own way, and the show really does pick up once Faye comes into the picture. Yes. Um, I'm. I don't know if it's like directly due to her, but for whatever reason. It just really picks up and becomes greatness from there. Mm-hmm. It does not really let up. At this point, I have to ask Mark, do you have a new segment to add to this podcast talking about a specific kind of media? Or uh, Sure I do. <laughs> well, uh, while if, we're on if, the if subject, let's all... interrupt TV court. Uh-oh, there's an emergency case <laughs> Oh no, session. the weeb alarm is happening. Yeah, I like to introduce a new segment because I've been on this whole new anime kick right now. Oh god, here we go. I want to... I feel like we can only limit it to at least one. I got it! What do you mean? I'm just saying, just for the yeah. sake of things, if we didn't want to like overindulge ourselves into it. Oh, a new segment. <laughs> oh god, what will I, I do? I want I want to introduce this new segment called Shut Up Weeb <laughs> where uh, we each talk about an anime that we've uh, been watching or have watched. I get and, real loosey goosey with this. You could hear so, on my other uh, podcast anime was not a mistake. So, we usually talk about what anime we watch, but I'll do it here too. So first of all, if if we're gonna talk about anime, I, like I might as well skip ahead the TV, uh, dip into my TV court and, uh, yes. and well, uh, no, it's a new segment. Just divide the anime out, or uh, not even that, uh, or <laughs> why don't we enter the anime? Oh, oh God, no. I did not watch because I'm smarter than the average bear audience. I I, I watched purely out of curiosity. <laughs> this sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it's a hard pass. Oh, I mean, there the, the documentary a uh, documentary. I'm using quotes. <laughs> it, it's. The it's, product placement. It tells you nothing. It literally, it's supposed to be like this woman named Alex. I don't know who she is, but basically she says, she's like, oh, I was hired to delve into the world of anime. And where should I have started? Ooh, Castlevania. That, wow. Mm, At, no, here's the thing. I love Castlevania. It's a good show. It, I, I'm, it's I'm, not I'm, even really Japanese, though. No, it's, it? it's, no, it's, made, it's, it's an American anime. Yeah. Uh, so this is made by... So will to be the um, two anime that I talk about today. This, this was made by uh, uh, Artie, Artie Shankar. Uh, oh, I know him. He's responsible for a lot of like popular fan films that after stuff that I've seen which are actually pretty entertaining Poke Apocalypse no, TNA YouTube <laughs> no they're, like, they're, I haven't seen any there's uh, director's oeuvre there, there was a um, a Power Rangers uh, with, with James Vanderbeek fan film that came out a couple oh, years I back I do remember that I, I enjoyed it for what it was I mean it's just like you know like whatever for for whatever's sake and I, I I just had fun with it you know I wasn't gonna go anywhere I don't think anyone knew it was gonna go anywhere I think it was just like hey you know I wanted to make this for fun mm-hmm. so okay I accept that um and, but no this this doesn't this doesn't touch light on on anything no. in terms of anime it's awful I hear yeah uh, and literally like we're, she keeps like going around air I have my notes right here <laughs> and it's so cheaply made now we have to remind you that this is a Netflix exclusive documentary. Well, I mean, they stole everybody else's jobs, so you'd think I mean, they'd have the money for it. So, what they're highlighting here is that... Their own anime! It's just Netflix anime. Yeah. Or, or what's on anime, so Evangelion. So, even when they touch light on that, and they do... It's barely. It's nothing. Yeah. It's like, she goes to, like, a, a karaoke bar, and it's like, oh, look! Evangelion! Evangelion! And they're like, oh! And they start singing the theme song. Yeah. <laughs> a Cruel Angels thesis, <laughs> yo weeb! And then, Come on! And then they interview the the actual, like, singer. Yeah. And, and she, like, she, talking about, I've perform the song thousands and thousands of times yeah. and across all countries and everyone of different languages are singing it in Japanese so, and it's like oh that, that's something 
But it doesn't go anywhere. No. I, oh, oh my god, the editing in this is awful as well. It has this sort of like millennial kind of twist on it, where it's like, well, like it's we're ca- all it's gotta, mil- it's we're all be, millennials to be honest. It's got to be edgy. It's it's yeah. like for some reason it has like a dual pan of like someone walking, and it's like them walking backwards. And like, what? Sounds awful. What screams millennial to you about walking backwards? No, do we just, do that in our normal like, everyday. How how? Oh, it's, it's edited. Yes, that's oh, well, that's. I'm not gonna watch it, so you'll have to paint a visual and picture for me. Also, she's supposed to be like the documentarian. She's not interviewing anybody. She's not interviewing she just a single a person in someone's what, face. What does she do? I think I think she's just trying to embarrass herself cuz she goes up to one woman with like uh, a little like uh, a phone a, a phone like tra- 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 <laughs> well like, I thought she had a book and, I, and then I had oh, to think okay. for a second. <laughs> I was going to say a palm pilot. Th- she tries to translate to this like random you know, Japanese woman and she and she just like kind of like oh like flubs it like oh I'm sorry uh, mushy mushy where it's like no like that's that's uh, not what hello. you say yeah yeah and you say that over the phone not in real life and yeah, as we she's, as Kill Bill has taught us she's mispronouncing <laughs> all these terms and the VO in this is garbage as well because it keeps cutting back to her yeah and she keeps <laughs> saying things like you know I think I'm just too tired with everything that I'm seeing right now. So I have to dive a little bit deeper, maybe. Like, what are you diving what deeper? What does that mean? No, it means nothing. And then it Do com- you need a nap? And then that comes to nothing. Yeah. Because oh I, they've, they're interviewing all these Netflix-exclusive anime uh, directors and animators, and they're they're not really... I mean, they're talking about, like, what what's passionate about them. And, and that's nice, but there's nothing. And you don't need an hour for that. That's like a two-minute segment. Yeah, oh. and 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 they they're shooting all these kind of like live-action little like segments that go that co- goes like yeah, like you'll see this all the time in document documentaries where like there's something like they happen simultaneously with the action through yes, the recording. The, on. The, the, so, yeah. something that like like that translates to what they're talking mm. about maybe off screen. A theme, some may say. And then they go behind the scenes mm-hmm. and show you like what's happening. So like the creators of uh, Agresco. Are, are, are talking then like it keeps coming back to someone in like a and like the little like uh red panda suit not, like uh, the main character and she's just mm-hmm. walking around and then she goes like to a sounds karaoke, like jackass to me goes to a karaoke <laughs> bar and then she's like like mimicking where it's like oh and then like that's edited over like the screaming the like the like the heavy metal mm-hmm. and then it's like oh and then it's like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. Now, now now move the microphone up and down like oh look crazy look crazy and it's like you she's like directing these people to oh, no. to do things and like mock themselves Ugh. it's it's disgusting it, it does sound it's, disgusting. it's a little like whoever's behind this sounds so condescending it, yeah it's just americans are stupid and they'll watch <laughs> anything not you audience though if you listen to us you're not stupid and she keeps like, like saying where it's like chap Japan's so weird. Or it's like she doesn't go Nippon. And Nippon? anybody would say the same thing if they were over here or in any other country because it's a whole different lifestyle. Yeah, you're yeah. You're, you're viewing here. I think you're just like here we're stupid. alcoholics that you know get depressed and take our meds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, this came to nothing. That so sounds god awful. I'm figure, so shocked. I figure I start out this segment <laughs> yeah. with this, yeah, with the most awful thing you've seen so far. Because it's just gonna get better from here. All That's right. Good. I hope so I figure I'll I start. Pray. Started with something that's uh you know, fun you know like like yeah, fun uh, with something with magic you know magic. Ooh. 
Let's talk about Madoka Magica. <gasps> Puella Magi Madoka Magica. That's right. <laughs> did you watch the Okay, did you watch the movies or the series? Just the series. All right. This show is fucked up. Yeah, I did tell you that. <laughs> it's oh. The movies are more fucked you, up. You were a little you were a little bit like under the radar about yeah, it. Yeah, cuz I don't like to spoil things that so my I'm, friends are going to watch. I know, I'm just saying. I'm not I'm not criticizing about it. I'm just saying. Good. And Otherwise you'd be out the house. I, I was I was almost turned off by by the by the two episodes, but then I was... I know! I was, you gotta wait till episode three! Let me finish. <laughs> no, I know. I did tell you this. I know. And it's, but, like, it also, like, I also discovered, like, the three-episode anime rule. That's also a thing now. And, yeah, by th- episode three, it's like, oh, boy, I'm watching the rest of this show. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a ride. It's a roller coaster, I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love how it just takes a genre and then just turns it on its head. Mm-hmm. With... I, guess kind of a good ending no, maybe well there's a third movie you need to watch oh it's like the it's, it's a sequel I guess yeah the third movie is the sequel to the first two movies in the series okay so and they I'll, haven't continued it yet even though I've been hoping and praying that they will they've been teasing oh, us so for it's years not, so it's not officially over no I feel like I should just leave it there then I don't no, know I, you need to watch the third one alright the animation uh, another one that was actually talked about in this uh, god awful documentary was uh, Rila Kuma and uh, 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 Karu. Is that the live okay. action? This, this, kind this, of sort of? This is the stop motion. That, yeah. Uh, this mm. is adorable. This is one of the most cutest things I've ever watched. <laughs> it's short, it's like maybe 10 episodes long. It just follows a woman who's kind of like self deprecating, hard worker, who lives in an apartment with like uh, two big bears and, and a bird, and they just kind of make each other's lives a little bit better Sounds for like you. Sounds like my college days. And, uh, <laughs> you know. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> it, oh boy I'm on fire tonight baby <laughs> that's good that's good and I, I know and I love looking at miniatures the food in the show is awesome and like the way they, they you see like the slicey motion yeah. of like vegetables and how they're cooking especially when they make pancakes and they just squirt a little bit of honey on them like that sounds like a there's so much Rankin t- Bass no I was thinking Isle of Dogs when they had the sushi scene stop motion yeah oh the, but there's like there, it, it's not as fast paced as that it's, mm. it's slower it, it takes it's time because yeah. it's you know it's smooth you know it's, it's a smooth ride uh, when you watch these and they're be- each about like 12 minutes long that's cool and you don't have to watch it all in one sitting it, I, I would say it's just on like, my list you know yeah. Uh, yeah it's a it's a fun time it's a really fun time and I enjoy it well that's cute that's good to know all even right. though it was featured in this god awful documentary yeah I know mm-hmm. and you know even when they touch base they, they spend some time on it but then it's like okay <laughs> this we, is a bear we gotta cut away for, <laughs> for no reason yeah mm-hmm. and uh, yes I have more I have more keep going about. Uh, Genlock, the Rooster Teeth exclusive anime. I mean, you did get me into Rooster Teeth and Funhouse. So. This is great. It's it's actually it's surprisingly great. It, it's I, it's a step above what they've done with Ruby. I mean, Ruby started off pretty rough, but it, as time went on, animation got a lot better. Some of my fourth graders are into Ruby. Yeah, I've I've <laughs> well, a lot of adults are into Ruby as well. The only Ruby I know is Ruby and Max, baby. Yes. <laughs> Max and Ruby, Ruby and Max, and uh, yeah, it's you know it's pretty cool. You know, it's been a while since I actually watched like a mecha type anime show. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, this is American made, but uh, you know, they pull a lot of influences from you know, from uh, Japanese mecha as well. I mean, the the voice actor for Spike Spiegel in Japan is one of the main voices in this as well, and Ooh, and mm-hmm. he's pretty fluent. And this guy does a lot of work. I looked him up. He's got over like three hundred or four hundred credits. Mm-hmm. He, he and he's also the voice of Mew yeah. in Pokemon. 
Interesting. Yeah, he doesn't. Is he, he speaking English in no, the movie? No, no. Oh, okay, it's it's, it's uh it's full on, and they they make excuses for that as well. And he it's got it's pretty heavy dialogue that he has. You know, it's pretty contra- uh, uh, controversial. Um, heavy. No, 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 no. Uh, it's Cons- uh, consistent. Consistent. Yeah. I'll be your thesaurus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. You know, it's it's got a full voice cast. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, the lead. Dakota oh, wow. F- Dakota Fanning, Macy Williams, David Tennant. Wow. Ooh. That's yeah. a good cast. It's, How do like Rooster that. Teeth afford these people? <sighs> they're, they're, they're a corporation now. A lot of blowjobs? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. But uh, it's, <laughs> it, it's it's pretty solid. It's also, it's also eight episodes, about um, half hour long each. I think it's now on Adult Swim. Oh. So that's wow. that. There, that you can check it out there as well. Good Some money them. right there. Yeah. Uh, Crunchyroll also has it right now. That's where I watched it, and uh, yeah, it's 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 solid. I, I'm hoping for a second season. I, I'm pretty sure there will be too. We'll see. Um, all right, next one. You got any more anime, Matt? Oh, oh no. my god! I'm sorry. I'm, no, no, no. I'm, well, I got anime. I'm so. tapped out. What's the name of the segment again? Uh, shut up, weeb. Shut up, weeb. So obviously, okay. so like you. That's basically just the bit right there. It's like, shut up, Mark. I was going to include this in my TV court, but since it's shut up weeb now, I guess this counts as animation. I have two American animated series that I watched completely. Uh, She-Ra and the Princesses of Power Season 3 premiered on Netflix, and I have to say, this show is good. It's not like Voltron. I think it's lighter than Voltron and more campy than Voltron. So I guess that's why I like it. Gina Davis, who I'll get to a bit later in the TV court as well, is a, a major character that I think joined the series now. I think Netflix has something against her. Or something for her that she's signing up with all these series lately. But I'm here for Jeannie Davis. I love her. Um, <laughs> and I, I like the season. It's short. It's about eight episodes. Uh, 30 minutes each telling you the story about She-Ra. It ends on a big cliffhanger. And a big uh, denouement for the characters involved. I love She-Ra. I think it's good. I think it's fun. It's nice. colorful and bright. And then the big thing, which you did watch, you dirty liar. We got Infinity oh, well. Train. Yeah, Choo choo, motherfuckers. This? this is animation. You haven't seen Infinity Train, have you? You've seen Over the Garden Wall, right? You borrowed it from yeah. me? Okay. You liked Over the Garden Wall? Yeah. This was another Cartoon Network Five Night series that premiered last week, mm-hmm. and it was great. Oh, yeah. Um, it was totally awesome. Totally different from Over the Garden Wall, where Over the Garden Wall was, like, into Americana pop culture from, like, the 1800s. Yeah. This is a modern-day equivalent of that, I feel. Um, a lot of twists, a lot of turns, a lot of fun. Um, it's about Tulip going on this Infinity Train, and she has to get from car to car in pursuit of a deeper goal. And it's part mystery, part comedy, part deep drama, because the <laughs> penultimate episode set kind of fucked me up for a bit. That didn't really... It didn't fuck me up as much as uh, Garden Wall. Yeah, that... that really I mean, I do me prefer up. Over the Garden Wall. Yeah. 100% of the time. But Definitely. I think the ending through this left something open to us that we can interpret. Yeah. I wish there were more... This is an ending that happens suddenly. Yeah. Like, as I was watching, they're 11 minutes each, 12 minutes each. And I was like watching the time wind down, and I was like, "Come on, they haven't even like wrapped it up yet." And it it just kind of ends. I wish we got more uh, of the uh, character drama. Yeah. By the end, but. but but I do I do like with these series that they're in these five night series. You gotta watch them. It's like whatever twelve minutes each, as you said, yeah. and watch it builds it a, a story over time. And I do like that the main character Tulip is quite relatable. She has parents that are going through a divorce, and. It, we learn piecemeal about that throughout the course of the episodes. Yeah, and she's cool. She's pretty likable. Yeah, and they have this amazing song reference from the 1980s. Then. Oh, 
Wait, yeah. Yeah. Or his oh, 90s, yeah, yeah. 80s, yeah. Uh, that 90s, That is a real I song. Believe. And Matt showed me. I'm like, ah, oh, you're learning. Yep. <laughs> That's how I told you I was watching it. Yeah, because I said, <laughs> don't miss this. There's another uh, Over the Garden Wall happening this week. You got to watch it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to miss it this time. So you did enjoy it? I did. All it was right. pretty good. Good to um, know. I'm looking forward to season two, though. Yeah. It also gives me a... Oh. <laughs> It also gives me a big Portal vibe, too. If you like the game Portal, okay. there's a lot oh, of similarities yeah. between that and this. That's very true. Yeah. Nice. So if you're here for Wheatley or GLaDOS, <laughs> watch this. But, uh, yeah. Now, I don't know what we can get in Season 2. Um, maybe new characters, maybe like a whole new story, but I'm looking forward to it. And I, yeah, I hope they... I don't know if it'll be the same Five Night format, but I, I do kind of hope they stick to it. Mm-hmm. It works. It's interesting, and many people didn't know there was going to be a season two, Matt. Oh yeah. So you're you're blurring that out loud. <laughs> oh well, it doesn't really. <laughs> it's just family it here, right? Doesn't spoil anything. Like Olive Garden. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that ends my weeb segment. Back into TV court where Matt was really interrupted. What other TV did you oh, watch? Uh, Mark, do you have any more anime? Uh, I do, but I'll save it for next time. Just Are you sure? There's so much. I, I, I I'll save it for. <laughs> there's next never time. enough. <laughs> oh, no, there's not. I mean, Trust we me. got a big episode coming. Let's see. Uh, well, Infinity Train. Yeah, there was another one of my TV shows. Uh, we'll consider that anime. I, I got one. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I got one more. That is Dear White People. Oh well, that's one of mine. I'll talk about it with you. This is one that. Uh, well, I haven't finished it yet. I think I'm in like episode four oh. or five. Oh, I finished it, baby. <laughs> but. It's it's good. I still like it. I don't think it really measures up to the first two seasons. It, it seems yeah. more campy and like self-aware. <laughs> it does. And very. Uh, it doesn't really take itself seriously a lot. Mm-hmm. Like there is flossing in episode three or four. Yeah. Ooh. You have two characters flossing, and I'm like, oh no. Like, They're it, appealing to the youth. <laughs> it's, it's, it's jump the gun a little bit. No, a little, but... Um, or jump the shark. If there's going to be another season, I suggest that you stick around, because it ends on a cliffhanger that I think you'll really enjoy. Okay. Um, I mean, even season two ended on a cliffhanger. Yeah, and I know. from there... I thought it was getting pretty weird. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I thought this premise for this season was very weird, too. Yeah, and I, I couldn't really see how they would go the route that they did, uh, considering how season two ended. So I kind of already knew going into it that the odds would be stacked against it. But I will say, there are still moments of just pure joy, like the oh, Handma- yeah. Handmaid's Tale parody. I had that as my second it's note. So they, they always have like a television parody. Yep. Uh, last time like it progressing was, throughout the seasons. And this season it was a Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, the last season was Scandal. And this season is Handmaid's Tale. And it's like, <laughs> how could we ever get to this uh, situation in our government and the one black lady in the cast goes like, gives a dirty look to the white woman <laughs> so it's witty i have down um and there's a jerry skyler uh, who's a, a tyler perry yeah yeah uh, mr griggins mr griggins <laughs> from outer space and stuff like that oh mr griggins you're so funny <laughs> yeah like there are fart jokes in oh, this uh god parody it's it goes places i didn't expect dear white people to go <laughs> yeah yeah this, um, is, this is my back catalog so I, I can't wait to watch you it. Watch the movie first, then three seasons. Right. Mm, I didn't watch the movie. Um, I have to mention that there was guest, one guest star that really got me. Uh, y- Yvette Nicole Brown from Community, who you may remember. Oh, nice. Uh, guest stars as Coco's mom, and she does a great job. Uh-huh. I love that later on the season, Lionel is like writing this um, gay noir thriller called Chester. Yeah. And every student <laughs> on campus is like obsessed with it. 
and it's just but they a don't mystery. know who's writing it. Yeah, there's a lot of mystery between who's writing and he's just doing that. Um, Laverne Cox guest stars as a certain character. I don't know if you've got to yet, but oh. she is there, so I won't spoil. And there is a brilliant episode, probably my favorite episode of all the seasons, and I have to admit that this season was a little watered down compared to the other two, uh-huh. where the um, the uh, students play a game of mafia mirrored against a sexual assault scandal, and I thought this was like an awesome thing to do because as they're like hmm. getting each other out in mafia like you're the killer you're the killer we mirror with like them talking about the sexual assault scandal so this black caucus is going down with this and then it ends in an alternate timeline which is really interesting that's all i'm gonna say but it did make me go huh and think about things in a certain retrospective like flavor flavors could be the president in some alternate timeline and it was interesting <laughs> okay yeah so yeah, there we go. I'm looking forward to it. All right, well, is that all your TV court? That is it for me. Mark. All right, so we already scratched a couple things off the list. So uh, I'll start off with uh, Amazon's The Boys. Oh, yeah. I, yeah the superhero so, thing? Yeah, so this is this is beginning. I'll get another drink. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll listen. Well, this is very anti-superhero, if uh, that interests That's- you. Uh, well, so this is an ad- adaptation of a graphic novel, uh, Surprise, uh, by Garth Ennis, and pretty much this kind of tells you a world of, like, if superheroes, if we had, like, say, like, the Justice League, so, like, there's, like, a Superman, a Wonder Woman, a Aquaman, all, all you know, these colorful characters, and they're all just dicks, like, <laughs> and they're all just kind of run by this corporation. You know, they're like they're not doing this on their own free will. They're doing this for money and for fame and just to be like, hey, look at me. You know, I'm a star. Um, yeah, that sounds realistic. Yeah, and and, and and you know what? I I wasn't sure if I was gonna like this just because it's like, okay, all right, another superhero show. Like, like because right now, like with this this show included, this year it's kind of been like a very much superhero heavy year. Well. More anti-superhero, I want to say, because uh, we got we mm. had the Umbrella Company or uh, Umbrella. Which I hear is good. Eh? The Umbrella Academy. I'm sorry. <laughs> which uh, slate to have another. Uh, of Resident Evil there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, another season uh, coming down the pipeline. Uh, which oh, man, what was the other one we had? Damn it, I can't think of it right now. Well, but we got uh, Watchmen coming out. Yeah, Watchmen. That's that's, say, that's what I'm thinking of right now. That looks mm. good. Yes, I'm not familiar. that that I'm excited for, which is supposed to be like a sequel. To, to the graphic novel, which I'm excited for. Mm. I want to see where the, what liberties to take with that. Uh, but yeah, you know, like I was pretty much sold by the first five minutes of the show for, for for some heavy reasons. Which I don't know if you guys were like spoiled by it or, at all. I saw the the, the the two trailers or the one trailer. I don't okay, know there, there, there's one thing that just caught me. I, I I haven't read this book before, but one I once I saw it happen the first episode, I was just like. All right, I got, I gotta, well, I gotta watch the whole thing now. Well, that's often the best shows that you see, right? And, like and you're what, taken this, in immediately from the start. Right? Does Batman like uh, kill his uh, his war there, Robin? There <laughs> is a Batman esque character in the show, and he's kind of played up for a joke, or he doesn't say anything, and he just he kind of doesn't really do much at I'm all. I'm the Rat Man. Oh, okay, that's pretty funny. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I really like this show. It, it's it's very much just saying like we're gonna take down this hierarchy, just these average shows uh, led by Carl. Paul Urban, uh, who the, uh, the head of the corporation's uh, Elizabeth Chu, who you know I haven't seen her in a while, and she's actually really good in the show too. You know she's really maniacal. She's really puts on that kind of like mm, yeah that 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 kind of face okay. for the public, and where she's just a, a bitch. I'm, inter- I'm interested. I'm interested. And uh, yeah, you know it, uh, oh uh, one thing I need to point out here too, 
There's a literal death by snoo snoo scene oh, in this. God. First and, the large and, woman, and, then the small woman, then and, the petite women. I was so happy, and yeah. I was just like, this this is a great capstone to an episode, too. And I was just like, yes. It's the best Futurama joke that existed. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, uh, next one up uh, on Amazon is Jack Ryan. So a season, uh, yeah. that sounds like a vague white person name. So it se- is Jim Krasinski. <laughs> yeah, or uh, John. John. It was like Jim. He has a brother. Jim from the Office. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it starts Jim from the Office. And I'm the drinker on the group. <laughs> well, uh, they're similar names. <laughs> playing the titular character Jack Ryan, and this is this is comes from Tom. So Cl- Jim's playing Jack. Jim is Jack. Uh-huh. Jimmy Jack. Then who's John? No, John is Jack. Jim oh. is Jim. All right. John is Jim. Oh, Jim is Jim. No, John is Jim on The Office, but John yep. is Jack on this show. Exactly. See? Hmm. It's confusing. His name is my name, too. <laughs> it's the Jason. Oh, wait, I'm Mark. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the, this takes light of the um, Tom Clancy character that uh, he's written for over the years. Uh, so one of the 10,000 Tom Clancy novels. Yeah, but this is like his like his main guy the, uh, in terms of the Jack Ryan okay. verse. So this follows like movies like uh, Clear and Present Danger, Hunt for Red October. It's the same character. Tom Clancy oh. wrote those? Yeah. I had no clue. I didn't know that either. Yeah, those are all Tom Clancy. Wow, that's a, that's but a they deep don't, cut. But they don't yeah. start with Rainbow Six. No, they don't. Vegas Locked. They don't start with um, <laughs> Splinter Cell either. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, That's so interesting. I didn't so, know that. So yeah, you know this, and this is pretty much takes like uh, like eighties like conceptual. That's my phone. Uh, like ter- terrorism and uh, every time someone mentions eighties, yeah. just <laughs> it, that's our sound. Yeah, it takes it into the modern day, and it fits pretty well, you know. And you know, I'm not big when it comes to like political dramas, but it really holds your attention, especially when it comes to like so many action that comes into play, and they kind of like sim- simplify things for you too, you know. Uh, uh, John Krasinski kind of like really kind of lays out things for the audience as well. It kind of breaks it down a little bit, even if hmm. it's like because he plays an analyst who was a former like uh, uh, Afghanistan soldier mm-hmm. um, or a soldier in uh, that served in Afghanistan. So like now he's thrown into this fray because he's actually pretty smart. He's really good with numbers. Wait, which side was he on in the war? Uh, <laughs> our side? <laughs> Question mark. That's gonna be a twist. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, it's 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 a lot of fun. I'm only like maybe four episodes in right now, and season two is right around the corner. So I'm looking forward to that, and uh, I can't wait to see where it goes. It might even pick up the events of like uh, of those books, you know, Red October, and so on and so forth. And yeah, so that's... does uh, John Krasinski? Does he have any hand in like the production? I think is he's an he executive producer, maybe. Okay. I, I I I couldn't tell you right off the bat, mm. but uh, yeah, it I, seems like he's trying to get into directing a lot. Oh yeah, I would imagine so. So I may, maybe have some directorial. Credit what do you mean? Quiet Place season. Two is currently filming. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, he survived that, didn't he? Spoilers! I'll never tell. <laughs> All right, next one up. Uh, I think you should leave. Uh, well, oh yeah, yeah. That, this is pretty much. <laughs> I've been what, told, audience. <laughs> oh, you took my joke, damn it. <laughs> uh, seen, I did watch a couple episodes of this. Yeah, yeah. Princess. So I don't know what the fuck you're talking so about. So continue. This, this is a sketch comedy uh, series. Ooh, I have to write that down. Uh, it's about six episodes, just under 20 minutes long. Uh, and this comes from series creator, and it also stars Tim Robinson, who was an SNL writer for about the last seven years. Hmm. And, uh, you know, he's he's worked with like uh, people like, um, you know, Will Forte, Andy Samberg, who also make guest appearances on the show. Ooh, some of the golden age. Yeah. And, you know, and it, it, it it, you're not going to see a lot of those people. You're not going to see Fred Armiston pop up and, you know, Tina Fey. It, it, it would be nice to see the rest of that 
those faces. But uh, I did watch the Will Forte clip. Uh, yeah, that's on the plane, right? Yep, that's good. That I, I love it. <laughs> where, where? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know, I think it's pretty funny. You know, it's not like one of the greatest things, but it's like it's it's there on par with like comedy bang bang and like the, the December boys. So a lot of yeah. the IFC humor that you can pretty much see through oh, yeah. that. So yeah, I feel like it could have been uh, yeah either an IFC or an Adult Swim show mm-hmm. uh, if it weren't on Netflix. And uh, it's very uh, offbeat. Yeah, I mean, you know, it also borrows from like uh, Tim and Eric awesome show. I mean, Tim mm-hmm. Heidecker does make an appearance on one of these episodes as well so uh, I, I i recommend it you know it's short and uh you know it's it's pretty funny i like it yeah uh <laughs> i don't know if it'll get a second season but who knows i hope so next one up tuca and birdie oh i've been meaning to see this tuca so. birdie bert bert tuca yeah, tuca and birdie already birdie. canceled because america sucks is it canceled yeah, yeah. no yeah it's I amazing this. and it got canceled and a lot of people this, on the internet are pissed at it this just mm-hmm. came out we know i did i, <laughs> I wasn't uh, See, this well, was, you're the cuckoo bird in this situation. <laughs> I wasn't planning on watching the series. I just kind of like threw it on as like, um, oh, let me give it a try. And I wasn't too sure about it within the first two episodes, but it really, um, it's that third episode anime. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I think so. <laughs> you yeah, gotta it, get to the third episode. It really gravitated towards me because uh, Tiffany ha- Tiffany Haddish's character. I mean, yeah. it stars Tiffany Haddish and um, Ali Wong as a, mm-hmm. as a pair. Of, and like, I do like Ali Wong's comedy. As a pair of birds, Stephen Yen's also uh, featured. Uh, character on this who plays Ali Wong's uh, boyfriend mm-hmm. and they live together so uh, yeah and, and uh, Tiffany Hash is like kind of like a um, also this this is from the same creators of BoJack Horseman yeah, yeah. and too. you could feel it which mm-hmm. is a good thing which is it's less depressing that's one thing too <laughs> but it still keeps a lot of that charm and it's, it goes a little too wild it goes a little more wilder at times it's like Broad City with birds yeah that's I you know yeah is there, I would say still a lot of animal puns I got. I love yeah. that about Bojack. <laughs> there, there, Gotta have those animal pumps. There's quite a few. Nice. But there's also like walking trees. You know that that's oh. also a new thing. Like a Ents? flower. There's ants in this movie. <laughs> no. Lord of movie. the Rings. Ants. The tree people. Well, there's tree. Yeah. There's, you can't tell me I'm a nerd. If I do. I know. One of them lives across from a legit like like weed plant. Okay. Who's, who's just kind of like hey? Oh, that's going into my next D and D campaign real quick. Weed plant. <laughs> Weed person? Well, weed ants. Weed ants. So well, when they get near you, they could like release spores that well, maybe you'll fuck you up. Light a little lighter by them, you get a little puff puff, you all good to go. <laughs> Many of these trees were my friends. You insert a dragonborn character named Puff. Ooh. He lights the ants up. Girl, go. writes itself. There we go. <laughs> Last march of the ants, bro. <laughs> Alright. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I like it. It actually touch, touches on a lot of like personal issues too it, you, it takes some time to get there but it, it definitely has a nice build into that as well uh, Reggie Watts is also on the show as well so that's Matt does love alley. him some Reggie Watts um, you might one. know you might not like him somewhere down the line <laughs> the show Ooh. yeah yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, Jane Lynch pops in for a bit too. As she does. She's she's always As fun. As she do. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's actually a lot of fun. I I totally recommend it. And it, it 
just hearing that that it's canceled that's that sucks i i am surprised they would do that considering bojack is like seven seasons strong or Mm -hmm. six after the fourth season though they have to pay the actors more which i mean i know it's only season one and they could give us a little bit more do do we know why it was canceled uh i don't but i feel like it's gonna move to a different network because a lot of fan outcry i've seen just from my twitter feed i've seen that too yeah that's how i didn't know the show existed until it got canceled and people started getting mad i'm invested in some major players on twitter so they all were (laughs) clamoring for this tv series yeah it's upsetting but you know what isn't upsetting rocco's modern life rocco's modern life i forgot to check this out this i didn't see it yet either but you could spoil i don't want to spoil it because just because ed why won't you spoil coming my little (laughs) quarterband uh this this made me so happy it made me so so happy and for for all for all the right reasons too because it's this is only like 45 minutes long and it's it's basically just like a little special Mm -hmm. just to say like oh this is for the fans kind of thing and it's it takes a very meta approach where it's like it kind of leaves off one of the last episodes of the series is when they kind of like go into space and they get they come back 20 years later Mm -hmm. and it's like whoa like this ain't the 90s anymore Mm -hmm. and so there's it it kind of plays on that kind of like whoa look like, look at this a smartphone and send, like all like like a uh, Wilbert streaming now and like like they're they're looking these at, are things we millennials can relate to but, but the thing is you know like I've seen this joke done before but this is the best it's ever done wow, wow. I, like because you know like, like a, a person out of time interacting with like yeah everyday things that we're familiar with mm-hmm. right, right now and this does it in, in the most cleverest of ways nice. and uh, animation is still there it still looks nice maybe with just like a little like update polish i think um and yeah you know it, it really touches on it where it's like things that we hold dear and why we hold them dear and why mm-hmm. we want them to come back yeah and this show pretty much says that uh one thing i will say about this too is that it handles trans it was spoiled issues for me, so uh, i know like, what you're talking about pretty pretty nicely you know yeah and compared to modern day media, it's I it's agree. it's very tasteful and and, yeah. and i yeah that's where i want to and i think a lot that. of shows that i'll mention on my tv court also do that as well but i'm i'm glad that rocco's modern life did that and i yeah. saw people upset and i immediately I, unfollowed them on my twitter yeah. and i saw people who were joyous <laughs> and i and i we, praised them for it and we all twitter. kind of grew up nice. with with rocco too so like yeah. it was always always kept that kind of raunchy humor not as raunchy as ren and stimpy well oh. <laughs> that was to show you how warped and out of my mind is i think my parents my aunts and uncles were all obsessed with ren and stimpy so at a yeah. tender <laughs> age of four i've watched the entirety of ren and mm-hmm. stimpy that might well, be why I like drawn together so much. I don't think they're too Ooh. bad until you get to the uh, uncensored cuts. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I've they, seen them too. I've Central. seen them. Too. Oh, don't worry, <laughs> it's all there are. up in my mind prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm just gonna say it still holds up. This will probably be the the very last thing we'll see of Rocco, and you know, I'm fine with <laughs> don't that. Don't say that. I think he's gonna get a reboot in 12 years, like everything does. <laughs> that was a hoot. <laughs> I Still, love it. the best episode is when Heifer check, uh, chokes on the chicken bone. That's my favorite episode. Is that when he gets... No, that's... Uh, the one is when they go into TV. They have to go into the TV to, to find his brain. Yeah, I like that one too. But I buck, like the chicken buck, bone. Buck, where, where he meets death. And the one where Rocco is a sex, fo- a sex line operator. Yeah. Well, there's one where it's like they all wanted Rocco to sit on them. And the cars want to fuck each other. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a deep <laughs> cut, yeah. There's also one where, like, he had to, like, get a new blender. And, oh, he, yeah. and, uh, and then it just took on a life of its own where it's like, I'm not going to live in this lifestyle anymore. I'm going to go off and be my own juicer. I'm going to start an old juice line <laughs> of cactus. 
Cactus juice. I love. I love. I love Rocco. I do too. I liked it. <laughs> Hopefully, it, it comes back to Netflix, or like the whole series will will be there. And to, I, and it I, used I, to be on Netflix because I remember a few years ago we watched a couple episodes on okay. Netflix. Hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I love it. I, I'm happy that this this exists right now in this day and age. So. <laughs> That's my TV core. All right, strap in, children. Oh, Lord. Can we gather pa- around, children? May, can, can I? Can we pause real fast? Are you requesting a break, Mark? I'm requesting a bathroom. I'll break. hold my joke till after the break. Oh. Gather round, children, and you will hear a tale of TV court very dear. <laughs> Paul oh, Revere, no. anyone? American history? I thought that was a Christmas. Uh, Christmas time is <laughs> here. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I don't relate to anyone more than mass media than Charlie Brown, because that's basically my character. <laughs> 25 cents oh, therapy. bald at 26. <laughs> I just I want to excuse me. <laughs> excuse me, bitch. <laughs> uh, all right, first things first. Nosferatu finally ended. Christmas Town? And Mercifully. it's got a season two, as I mentioned to Matt on last episode. It's because you watched. It's because you watched it. Listen, I'm not... I am It's angry. because you stomped. <laughs> well, it's a bad Bostonian accent. It's like, it's because you stomp. <laughs> but um, the whole show is bad Bostonian accents, which is fun. And I'm glad it got a season two because it's a Stephen King adjacent property that I really love. They did like an episode where Pennywise is a, a um, an Easter egg, as some may say. Okay. And it Happy ended. Easter. It ended um, about halfway through the novel, oh. but in a totally different way. So that's why when I was asking at the beginning of the season, like they're totally going left field out of the novel because they did. Right. But the press is really pushing this show, and I don't know why. I think it's a Hollywood conspiracy <laughs> because it wasn't that good. And I mean, I watched every episode, and I can tell you, it wasn't that good. I'm going to watch season two, just because. But it's not that good. That wouldn't be the first time the press pushed a mediocre show. Yeah. <laughs> That's happened. The first time in my life that it's pressed <laughs> what, what got more acclaimed, this or Castle Rock? This. Yeah. In my mind, yeah, which is... Well, it's cable, so it's well, easier to access. Castle like Rock that. also got renewed for a season two. Oh, um, all right. I don't think it's on Hulu. Have I missed it? No, it's not out yet. I would have known. I have a Stephen King. I, I haven't I, missed it. <laughs> I three Stephen King Secretary podcasts Quinto. to inform me about these things. But um, I liked this more than Castle Rock. Oh, all right. So, I mean, that's I wonder, to I say what that something. Says. Yeah. yeah I, that, that doesn't say much. I'm really excited for It Part 2, too, which I have to mention. Uh, so I guess that might be putting the rose-colored glasses on my eyes for this. I just don't know how I got a second season. And there I'll say it. Um... Also, another thing on HBO, it's simply titled A Black Lady Sketch Show. Oh, yeah. Has been really funny. It features every prominent, highly melanated woman in existence that is also an actress. It's got Robin Thede, Issa Rae, Ashley Nicole Black, Angela Bassett, Nicole Byer, Laverne Cox, Loretta Devine, everyone that you (laughs) might know. And I think it's actually pretty funny. There's a lot of skits that appeal to my sensibilities, like they have Bob the Drag Queen, winner of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 8, mm-hmm. doing a ball category in place of pose, and it's like, Manic Depressives, you're serving Manic Depressive, come out, give me the scores, tens, tens, tens across the board. And it's funny. I, I get these jokes. So, I, I'm interested in it. That's good. I've heard good things. Yeah. I, I, it's only like six episodes, though. Or, you know, it's very short. So I think we have to give it its support now. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like for any show that's relying on guest stars like that, eh, we're going to get short. But it's seasons. a good sketch comedy show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's something we've been missing in our lives since Bad TV died. 
I don't count SNL. I never found it funny. What about Louie? Louie was a short time HBO series. Six episodes. Oh, that's Lucky Louie. Oh, Lucky Louie. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Louie? Hey, CK? come over here. He's been canceled and renewed and then canceled again. Ugh. Look, I could make it legal. <laughs> Are you going to make a joke about Louie? No, I, I stopped myself because... Good! <laughs> so it would have been, it would have been bad, I guess. Um, uh, continuing the TV court train, I have Pose. So we have two more episodes left to the season finale. It's been pretty good. The two episodes that I missed, one concerns the younger members of the cast wrapping Pylopone's house in a giant condom. Interesting, huh? right? Okay. Right? Those how? are things. How? How? You'll have to watch to find I mean, out. I guess it's like protection a... to keep her inside. Well, Pylopone is a bigot on this season. Is this like uh, Stephen King's Under the Dome? No, they just put her house in a giant condom to combat HIV awareness. <laughs> and it's it's interesting. Um, and then there's a very good family fight scene that I wanted to bring up. Between the whole house of... Um, I forget the house name. But in between all the house major of characters... House of Wax. But um, between all the major characters, I thought it was really very well acted. And I think you should watch Pose, even though this season has been a little more heavy-handed than the other season, in it's my in opinion. My, it's in my queue. I'm going to check it out. I don't know how you enjoy it, but thank you for I mean, doing I, us the service. I'm going to check it out, so we'll, we'll see how it goes yeah. for me. Um, speaking of something that you have to check out, this is a high recommend from me, Ooh. for both of you. It's a series called Dairy Girls. Oh, yeah. It's on Netflix. And it's probably the funniest show that I've seen in a fucking while. It's all these Irish girls and one guy uh, traversing through their high school life during the Irish Troubles, which is basically the Catholics versus the Protestants. And um, this season two was great. I think the seasons are too short, which is, that's the highest praise I can give for a show. Mm. When I want to watch more. I watch this all in less time than I watch Stranger Things. How and, many episodes? Eight, I think. Okay. Maybe, maybe less. Maybe six. Damn. But it's very hour, few. Right? They're a half hour. You need to watch this. All it's right. great Irish humor. It's well <laughs> acted. I think it's amazing. Um, as I said, Catholics versus Protestants figures heavy into this season. I love some good religious humor in my life, especially when it's Catholics. It's like, oh, I do prefer a good statue versus you Protestants, <laughs> you damn sinners. <laughs> and it's great. Um... Uh, there's an episode with a polar bear that reminded me of Lost. Okay. It escapes from a zoo. Um, <laughs> and there is an Irish uh, Carrie-style prom involved, which is also very awesome. And then Bill Clinton historically came to visit the small town of Derry and figures into the season finale of this season. Oh. And it's very interesting. Just want to want to throw it out there. It keeps it keeps coming up uh, in my feed. So and you, you talked about it before. You so. need to watch it. It's it's so fucking funny. You, <laughs> I mean, Matt will probably have to watch with subtitles because oh, I don't think wow. he understands the Irish dialect, right? Not at all. Hoi to toy to toy, Sir Sharonin. All right, two more. Uh, next is season three of Glow, uh. which happened on Netflix. I really like this show, but at the same time, I have to admit, I don't know if it's a good show or a bad show <laughs> after the season. I can't decide. I watched it religiously, all the episodes. I enjoyed it, uh -huh. but I have a lingering sentiment in my heart. Like, where can this show go? I think all the actresses on the show are great. Alison Brie is amazing. You know, all the other supporting cast. 
he has a note in mind. Okay. So <laughs> don't bring him up just yet. I got I got him right here. Um, so we opened on the Challenger explosion. <laughs> oh boy! For wow. season three, and it's the same time that Glow opens in Vegas, which is the prominent gorgeous lady of wrestling, like where they got their start. Uh-huh. And I think it's handled very well. How are we gonna beat that? Um, <laughs> also from Shira, Gina Davis is a prominent character on this season of Glow. So I think Netflix literally owns Gina Davis. Damn. Just so you know. Um, well, and they I, own uh, uh, D&D now. Yeah. Benioff and Weiss. Oh, my gosh. And Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. There's no Game of Thrones references on this season. I also own John Malkovich. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Um, but I thought it was good, but it's just... It feels like a show, but not a show at the same time to me. Okay. I can see that. Um, I think when, I've only seen season one, but when that ended, I kind of felt satisfied. I was like, I don't know where they could really take this. And I think in hindsight I did too, but I'm still watching. Yeah. And I'm having more fun than less fun, otherwise I would stop watching. Um, there's an excellent Liza Minnelli impression. <laughs> a lot of drag this season three from the least likely source. Um, there is a baller bottle episode where all the ladies of Glow go into the desert and kind of have communication with one another. And I think it's one of the best bottle episodes in television. Oh, so well, I that's think good. I think you have to. Re- I have to recommend that. And there, it ends with a great Christmas finale <laughs> in the style of a, a Christmas Carol, which I think is an also excellent end of the season. There's a lot of twists and turns, and I have to say, Mark Maron, who you know from, he's a New Jersey resident. The Mark Maron podcast. Mark Maron podcast, one of WTF. the top podcasts of all time. We're gunning for you, Mark. Listen, <laughs> the first two seasons, I wasn't here for him. This season, I was. He Ooh. changed. He did that 360 with the character. I went. That, uh, yeah, that's a 180. <laughs> he did it. Oh, he did well, a 360. He would end up where he was. 180 halfway through the circle. <laughs> 360 full way through the circle. I get it now. All right. So watch Glow, and then the last and most important thing in my TV court. I'm sorry. I'm taking my time tonight. <laughs> oh, that's it's all good. This is the highest recommend I give to you two Ooh. in years. More so than Dairy Girls. More so than Dairy Girls. I know what's coming. More so than Pushing Daisies. What? Wow. I what? loved this show. Euphoria mm-hmm. on HBO wow. is something not to be missed. Hmm. I think it is a once-in-a-lifetime occasion, especially when I teach kids from this generation, that you just can't skip. Um, it's high school students starring Zendaya. Mm-hmm. Who you may know from Spike. Zendaya? Zendaya. That's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pronounce it. I've always said Zendaya. Is that what her backyard chair will tell me? I think it's Zendaya. I, I did a lot I of research you. on this. Yeah, I trust you. But, um, Zendaya, Zendaya. It's high school students navigating based on an Israeli show that got its first season here. It just ended. Um, I think it's one of the best shows on television. Wow. It's shot beautifully. I've never seen a more beautiful show on television. They do what things... Did you watch Breaking Bad? No. Well, it's hey, it's hey, better hey. than Breaking Bad. They do shit on this TV show that should be in movies. Every episode feels like a movie. That's how I'm going to describe this series. Um, uh, it gave me the catchphrase, catch a dick. You need to catch a dick, girl. <laughs> Made me feel good about myself. Episode four is set at a carnival, and it set my nerves through the ringer. This is the most... Tense that I've ever been during an episode of television. Even during the carnival episode of Stranger Things? Yeah, and Breaking Bad, <laughs> and Big Little Lies. I've never felt more tense in my life. Um, uh, there is, they used a cupcake song. The soundtrack to this season is fire. 
Um, there's an episode. Um, they're filmed like there's an episode near the end. Episode seven um, is filmed like a cop TV show with a '70s filter over it. <laughs> that's super interesting and out of the blue. Um, and there is a total baller ending for the season that features one of the best songs that I've ever heard. It's been on repeat on my iPod for about you know the last two weeks since it's an ended. original song. It's an original song. Wow. Yeah, and it, it fits into the themes of the season. The season ends on a totally whack note, so you're going to be like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> but it already got renewed for a season two, and I'm very excited for it. That's okay. good. I highly recommend Euphoria. And it's, it's A24, so... Is it a... See, yeah. I didn't see any A24 branding, that's why. I mean, I they're, was drunk during every episode. They're promoting it a bunch on Twitter. Good. I'll be watching it. I've been meaning to you need put to watch some... it. Oh, I know it's like an hour thing. long. One more thing to add about Euphoria. This normalizes the male form as opposed to the female form more than I thought ever possible <laughs> on an American show. Hey, that's HBO. Dicks for are you. thrown around every two seconds. Nice. And I said to myself, you know what? Good for you, Euphoria. Throwing around those dicks. Yeah. Like, more than Sasha Baron Cohen. More. <laughs> Way more. There's a whole episode devoted to it when Zendaya, Zendaya describes the different forms of dicks to you. <laughs> and it's very interesting. Mm. Watch it. Watch Euphoria. Please. I want to, but my family's always around. What's a, <laughs> what's a family? <laughs> Can't watch it with them. Uh, they're called nearby. roommates. <laughs> I don't know that. All right. TV court has finally ended almost an hour in. Mm. Should we pick up movie phone, shall oh. we? Bring, bring. Who is it? Oh, it's movie phone. Movie Who, phone. Who's who's going first? I I've got five. I got five movies. I've got. Stop spamming I've got movie three. Phone. Let's let's go three, five, six. All right. All I right. think that works better that way. Okay. First things first. Something that Matt is also going to talk about with me. So I'm oh, not going to mess out. Got Lulu Wong's The, the Farewell. Farewell. Oh. A24. Detailing how um, Aquafina goes through a family relationship happening yeah. in China. The water bottle. The water boy. <laughs> Sorry, no, Aquafina. <laughs> Quenches my thirst. She's going to be in a lot of movies. I hear she's in the Little Mermaid remake now, too. Oh, yeah. Ursula. No, that's <laughs> someone we don't talk about in this podcast. It should have been Lizzo. Agreed. Yeah? It could still be. It won't be. Oh. There's too much news to point otherwise, unfortunately. Damn. <laughs> as much as I want it to happen. So, Lula Wang's The Farewell. Um, I put Someone Has to Be on Nine Now Watch. 24-7 for the rest of my life. Otherwise, yeah. I'm going to be depressed one day when I read that tweet where Nai-Nai dies. This was a great movie. I love this. It dealt with grief in a, a specific way mm -hmm. that I think a lot of people our age deal with grief. Yeah. It was interesting. It was funny. It was like uh, individualism versus uh, collectivism yeah, versus I, like the culture. And I wish April was here to discuss about it because I, I mean, I think she would recognize the Chinese nuances present more in the country than we would. Yeah. But we, me, Matt, and uh, April saw it together, mm -hmm. and it was it a was great good. experience. I, I loved it. I, I was, good. I was hoping to catch this before, uh, uh, <laughs> before we it gets out of theaters. No, no, no. Well, like, you, you, well, you can barely find it in theaters too. I mean. Uh, this is true. Uh, no, I, 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 this, I've been meaning to catch this. I was sold right from the get-go on it. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I hope it's as good as you guys uh, say it is. Yeah. It might be playing at Cranford. I'm not going there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that, unless it's for the Downton Abbey movie, which Daddy is buying. That's the only reason. That I'm place going. is skeevy central for me. I've seen a few <laughs> operas again. in Cranford, and I've been the youngest one in the audience, and they've all given me looks. They all sell yeah. out, though. Yeah, I'm one of the 
the patrons to mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Just so you know. That's crazy. Um, and then two more. Oh, and there there is stuff about the farewell, but oh, I oh, it, well, it, continue, well, it, continue it, with it involves it. Yep. spoilers, so I'm not going to mention it. All right. But if you read the real life story, because this is based on reality, I read. I can do that. It's, it's fun. It's there's some fun stuff. <laughs> it did end in a way that I did not expect. It's right. very interesting. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I just thought it was a beautiful movie. Yeah. A twenty four. Keep going at it. They're slaying it. Um, two more. I'm going to open up the Bergman box. I watched two more Bergman films. And they were both great. I love them both. They were both camp comedies. I have The Devil's Eye, mm. which is a sweet short farce uh, based on Satan sending Don Juan to Earth to copulate with a virgin. Because the virgin has given him a sty in the eye. Okay. So, fuck this virgin and I'll get rid of this pain. I like that. And it's very theatrical. I'm at the point in the Criterion Collection where it's all of the theatrical Bergman films. Okay. And it's very much filmed like a play or musical in that style. And it's something that I could appreciate. I love this movie a lot. Then I have All These Women, which is a 1920s style farce. And it's basically based around a biographer who is trying to um, chronicle the life of a great cellist while dealing with his seven wives and mistresses. So I got a Wait, very the cellist has the wives and mistresses. The cellist okay. has the wives and mistresses, but I did get a very eight and a half vibe from this film, which we'll watch. Mm. Federico Fellini, you know, Italian film, a lot of women in that film that influenced the director and this. Um, it's beautiful shot. It's one of the most beautiful movies that I've ever seen in my life. Nice. And then after some research, I found that Bergman and critics hate it the most of his films. Bergman himself said, this is my least favorite film that I've ever directed. And critics, including Roger Ebert, said, this is horrible. I would not watch this on a normal day. But you liked it. I think it's one of my favorites. Wow. So I don't know if that makes me a Bergman hipster. (laughs) And just saying that probably, you know, takes my Bergman hipster. I mean, you have have your own Bergman box, so. That's already, uh, yeah, you've transcended hipsterism. (laughs) I, I don't know, but I'm there. I loved it. It's gorgeous. I think you have to give it a watch. And now... I mean, the next episode of the podcast, whenever I get time to it, we're getting to the heavy hitter Bergmans. We're getting to the ones, the end-all, be-alls of Bergmans. I got ten discs to go. Baby, Ooh. strap in. Can I ask this? Yeah? How many films has Bergman directed? Because this sounds like a lot. I want to say over 30. Damn. That are on this box, because it's 29 discs, but sometimes there's two movies per disc. Okay. Wow. So, I want to say probably about 40. Nice. Um, 40 major films. Damn. And they've been all great so far. I haven't had a negative among them, but the least favorites stood out to me. So, yeah. who would have guessed that? That's crazy. Yeah. My movie phone, gonna hang it up. Cool. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll pick up the movie phone. <laughs> uh, so, I rewatched Dune recently. Okay. Uh, Dune? Yeah, Dune. Uh, it's getting a remake The soon? David Lynch one? Yeah. That, oh, yeah. Mm. The old, well, we're not going to talk about the miniseries. That, that's <laughs> god-awful. Um, which has wow. a, a, a young uh, James McAvoy in yeah. it, too. Hmm. As a Leto II. Just like a certain It Chapter 2. Wow. Well. <laughs> hmm? Oh, yeah. Oh, he, uh, they were on a, um, Conan together, I think. They were at Conan yeah. Con, yes. Conan Con, that's right. <laughs> Don't worry, I know. <laughs> Comic-Con. And, 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 and to the it's Co- Conan-Con. Into no, Conan was... It's Conan X. Into the Conan-verse. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I, this is one of the few films I've I've actually read this book. I gotta actually say that, where it holds as close as it can to the original source material. I, you know, it has its liberties. You know, Duncan isn't there as much as well. Um, 
But uh, yeah, you know, like I forget just how weird David Lynch is. You know? <laughs> oh, Blue Velvet will be a future watch on this podcast, just so you know. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm it's one of my it. favorite David Lynch films. I've got one in my back, my back pocket. Don't you worry. But uh, but this 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 hope got, it's not Munholland Drive. That's this, scary. This yeah, like you just mentioned the remake. This got me excited for it because this comes out next year. It's gonna and, be good. And this is gonna be directed by uh, Denny Villeneuve. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, now he's Blade Runner twenty forty nine fame. And uh, it's gonna be pretty. We know that. Arrival, Sicario. Yeah. I mean, everything has just has just looks great from him. I, I'm not a big fan of uh, Blade Runner, the newest. I mean, it's fine, not for me. Visually, it's great. It's it's. Um, Miles above what I thought it was gonna be, but uh, no, I mean I, I've looked at the cast list for this. Uh, the guy who plays Paul is hi, the, I'm Paul. Yeah, <laughs> the three-eyed monkey. Is, Jimmy Neutron, much? He, Come on, you've seen the ending. He, oh yeah, he was the, he was the kid in um, Lady Bird who was like the very like like punk rocker. Timothy Chalamet. I don't know him by name. You might be right. I think so. I don't remember many guys in Lady. How do you? Yeah. How do you not? He's the one main. Lo- exactly. I hated that movie. And I know that's Timothy Chalamet. Uh, well, that's, that's why. He's in the new uh, Little Woman trailer we just saw. Exactly. Well, I didn't watch it. <laughs> he's got some great cheekbones, that kid. Fuck y'all. Yeah. No, I know who he is. I'm just saying it has to be him because there's no other guys in Lady Bird. This is yeah. true. Yeah. Um, Oscar Isaac's gonna play his father, King uh, uh, Duke Leto. Great cast. Uh, I mean, he's worked with uh, Oscar Isaac for how many movies now? Well, Ex Machina was one of them, I think. Yeah, too. I, did. Listen, I love Ex Machina. I own it. I love it too. I got it on Blu-ray right on the show. Um, just so you know, Jason Momoa is gonna be Duncan, which means if they go full six books, he's in it for the long haul because Duncan's in all those, and I won't explain why. I don't know if they'll go full six books. I mean, there, I want this, it to. This is part one of, the, of book I, one. Listen, I love a series. I love a, a 30 hour series that I need to watch in one day I'm here for it I don't know if it'll go the distance Who? with American populace I don't know Stellan Stellan Skarsgård is gonna, oh. gonna play the Baron he who oh. controls the spice controls the universe <laughs> I need it I need it in my life he's oh I love I, this movie is so it's so wacky but it it, is, it's yeah. so much fun it's just for the time it came out too yeah I need it in my life but I don't uh, know if it'll go the distance with American populace because they're I, weird and stupid I have faith that it's it's gonna have it'll take some liberties I think with this new adaptation so. good Blade Runner 2049 kind of crashed Arrival did well though yeah, that's only because we were the audience members. For the <laughs> um, we'll see. So yeah, uh, uh, next one up, uh, Anna and the Apocalypse, and uh, this movie this sucks. Oh. It sucks. <laughs> Never mind. Ass. Damn. I, I, it I, does. Is this the musical I, zombie one? Yes, and it's garbage. That's I hate odd, it because my sources told me it was really good. I did not like this movie. All right. Well, I guess I, I, I have to trust you this, more. This this movie's ninety minutes long. It feels like two and a half hours of just. Stupid of the, the, the plot, a plot that goes nowhere. But do and you love musicals? Yes, I love musicals. Okay. But this is not a, this is this is nothing. This is garbage. This is barely a film. This is how angry I am when I'm talking about. All this right. Movie. Well, I guess I gotta believe you. It, it it tries to be a horror comedy musical movie that just does nothing. It has it has no sense of plot. It has bland characters who just do nothing in this movie. The only one who actually stands out in this movie is the principal who plays uh, Thoros of Mir and. In Game of Thrones, he was the one with the top knot and had the mm. uh, part of the Brotherhood. Game of Thrones, right. I've never heard of that show. <laughs> it was, it, it was a. Uh, was that know. the show that used to be good? It had a four great, seasons it's, ago. It's not in my memory files. Yeah, oh. I deleted that after the ending of if that show ended. Oh well, D and D, could you come in here, please? <laughs> hey, let's stab him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pull. A, 
<laughs> red wedding on them. I was gonna think uh, Dracarys, <laughs> uh, Night's Watch on Jon Snow. <laughs> I spread my wings and burn them. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, yeah, this movie, this movie's not good. I, literally, I from twenty minutes in, that's when I was like, I need to stop this movie. <laughs> like, I, I, my God, <laughs> I was so angry because first, the music sucks. It's it's like cheap pop music. It feels like it's trying to be the like. Not even zombie prom. It's, but it's it, not like funny cheap pop. It's no, okay. no. It's it, it it's it's like oh my life sucks and I'm in the cafeteria. Because I, listen, I love the date movie. Milkshake brings all the girl to the yard scene, and I know that makes me a movie hater in my life. <laughs> that made me laugh so fucking hard in theaters. I mean, like that's schlock. You know, it's it's intended. But it's not good schlock. I'm not no, proud no, no. of it. And, and, you, it's fine to like this. This has nothing. <laughs> okay. It, it's it's like beige filler for like the next thing that comes on. I'm trying I, to find worth I, in this I, movie I, that doesn't exist. I rented this movie and I was like, I regret my seven dollars. Wow. Give that money back to me, Amazon. Yikes. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, stay far and away from this movie. If if uh, just look up reviews for it, or like I mean, you've said you've seen positive reviews for well, it. Well, it was a previous recommend of mine, but only from the trailer. I did not watch it. I said I'm interested in this movie I, I on would, the podcast. See, I don't know what episode. Don't quote me on this. I had trailer expectations too, yeah. and it it completely threw those. And then right out some the buzz from like my patented YouTube channels were like, "This is a good movie." Yeah, so I, I guess like, they've been bought off. I feel like people were uh, expecting it to be a new cult classic. This was this. This was commercialized like crazy. You were seeing ads yeah. for it, and like at every YouTube video that you were like watching, or like I watch you, a lot, or even that you were, you were seeing. I was like, oh, this is this is look cute. I also didn't know it was a musical, which I was like, okay, maybe this has something. And then it's like, yeah. no, okay, <laughs> all the songs suck. Then I won't watch it. Then I'm sorry. Uh, no, don't be sorry. You there, saved me. There's something. Uh, well, there's something that I think you can watch. <gasps> it's called I Am. Uh, yeah. You know about this on Netflix? I, yeah, this I don't. This wasn't sponsored as much, so this is sort of like a like a a well put together sci-fi channel movie, like with high production value, and it's describe. It's, it's kind of okay. So it's like <laughs> I guess it's like kind of dystopian era, like or like post-apocalypse. Post-apocalyptic. Post-apocalyptic. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it's like a robot who. You know, oh, I've seen this. Who yeah. like who uh, takes like an embryo, a, and birth, a young girl, and raises a, a girl from from birth to like teenagehood, yeah. and then it's like, whoa, someone's pounding at the door. Who could that be? Hey, look, it's Academy Award winner Hillary, Hillary Swank. Oh. <laughs> I taught those kids to dance, <laughs> to write freedom writers and uh, literally that's like the that's like the three cast members in this movie well who and, and, she's pretty good no in, no no, no, no. In, in freedom writers <laughs> that's about it I, I like the movie and I like uh, uh, what was it baby uh, millionaire <laughs> baby millionaire starring Jonathan the movie's called Million Dollar Baby yep. okay baby <laughs> there we go that's a movie yeah. <laughs> not baby millionaire I want baby millionaire <laughs> in production yeah, I want to star in baby millionaire <laughs> yeah, that's the sequel that's baby millionaire <laughs> junior uh. Spy Kids edition. Uh, uh, but yeah, you know, this movie's okay. It, it, it asks... It has you asking questions to yourself where it's like... Could robot raise girl? Or it's like, who, like, who, like, like who's who's telling the truth here? Because Hilary Swank's like coming from the outside. It's like, 
It's like, oh, you trust that that uh, that, that robot bucket of bolts? But she, like, she's making, she's like talking in like future lingo here. It's like, oh, that dozer. You can trust that dozer. Dude. <laughs> Whatever yeah. you say, that I think of the true true from Cloud Atlas. Yeah, it's, and that's all it's I It's kind of like on that level. And like, I keep thinking, like, shut up, Hillary Swank. <laughs> shut up. All oh. this robophobia. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's 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 entertaining and holds your attention. It's an hour forty minutes. It's a Netflix movie. Rose. Brian Rosebud yeah (laughs) that's right the sled it's a robot I think her name is Breen she's a British Australian actress listen I know who Rose Brian I I wasn't pronouncing her name right I wasn't sure if you were catching on I've heard that name before but uh, there's I mean across the board it's 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 a fine fine movie you know it's not like the greatest of things but it's it's okay you know I I liked it for what it was uh, other than that, I'll bust through these two real fast. I just rewatched Carrie and Taxi, Taxi Driver. Ooh. Wait, the Brian De Palma Carrie or the new Carrie? Brian De Palma Carrie. Speaking of, I have a, a DVD. Do you want the Brian De Palma Carrie in the corner over there? No, you can have it. It's yours. I mean, it, I got it on Blu-ray. Why did I need it on DVD? Oh, okay, fine. I'll take it. Okay, <laughs> I, I mean, I fucking love Brian. Well, like, De Palma's I've always Carrie. the thing is, I've only seen this movie, these two movies, like two or three times. And like, did you read the book? Uh, but like uh, no I'm, I'm not going by the book I'm just going by film standards here <laughs> we're not a book podcast yeah, yeah this is I love to read this, this is a nightcaps at the library <laughs> ooh well, well. Hey, spin off podcast it'll start me and just have me on the podcast <laughs> just you talking to yourself I love books uh, yeah you know I, these are just these are just two solid movies yeah. that I haven't had much time to just sit and, and like watch you know <laughs> So, I, I, what's what's? Are you I right love this there? movie. <laughs> well, well, they're, well, they're miss for our first horror. They're both great movies. Yeah. Well, know? the new one's pretty good. It's got Chloe Grace Moretz, who's drawing my uh, wall at this moment. Yeah. Well, I'm just speaking for. Oh, you mean old Carrie and Taxi Driver? Oh, I, never mind. So. Yeah, I like them both. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'll stop talking. So We're getting, I just getting ready for Joker well, with your Taxi Driver. Watching. You know, it, it kind of put me in, in in a new kind of like I'm getting ready for Halloween, and so like this is also putting me in the movie of me like finalizing the movies and like being that you're pl- curating pl- a new horror fest, planning out uh, my uh, my notes and alcohol choices here too. So I'm 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 really on top of this right now. So I'm just getting to the Halloween psychological feel. Of oh, I love nice. it! I'm so excited. And last thing I'm going to talk about is something that you guys already talked about. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ooh, oh, yeah. I want to hear your thoughts because you said I would hate this movie, but I want to. I don't, I don't think I said that. You said I don't think you'd like this movie as much as I think you would. What, you? That I said that to you? You said it. Well, you didn't say it to Matt. <laughs> you said it no, to me. What I was saying, well, you guys said you had already seen it and we didn't. We did we, see we, it. So when we reconvened and you guys had already talked about that. Mm-hmm. I was like, I think I liked it more than you because yes. I know you guys have your own opinions about that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, right off so the bat, speak. right off the bat, I really love this movie. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I I don't. And you guys had complained about the the length of this movie as well. I uh, keep talking. I'm I not gonna interrupt yeah, you. Yeah, I did. I'm done. I'm done talking over. <laughs> this you. has a longer runtime than Midsummer. I thought this felt shorter than that movie. Okay. For for what the two hours and forty five minutes that this that this, that this has, mm-hmm. I think scenes flowed I wasn't looking at at my phone as much as I was uh, that I thought I was going to I and I think all the performances are pretty solid in my opinion you know I think we're like to a T almost now Mm. I I I I see your complaints about the whole kind of like 
Sharon Tate thing, or it's mm-hmm. like, oh, like maybe it was kind of a waste of Margot Robbie thing, where it's mm-hmm. like, I think that was the whole point of it, though, because yeah. it was all about uh, similar to how Inglorious Bastards did. It's it's a it's a subversion of what you think might happen, or 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 just like. I, not so much spoilers for what I'm or the, like alternate you're gonna spoil the Sharon Tate al- alter, alternate history so like <laughs> like and that threw you off too because like that's what the trailers were trying to tell you as well where it's like this is about yeah. Charlie Manson this is about Sharon Tate and how she's gonna get murdered yeah. it's gonna be bloody and blah 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 mm-hmm. this has one of the best payoffs I think uh, in any of his films because it, it starts out like for like not going to like the last like what 15 minutes of the movie yeah it's pretty standard it's pretty straightforward it's pretty simple mm-hmm. where like some sprinkle those little things around especially when she gets to like manson ranch and then uh that's where you see uh, uh bruce dern there yeah in the bed oh, yeah. lena dunham <laughs> lena dunham yeah oh that's right oh she there oh, baby i was like oh i hope I, she gets a bullet <laughs> well we all hope that <laughs> um, hey, I'm sorry I, not sorry oh i listeners. like her Oh, oh no! <laughs> I'll say it. Girls on HBO was a great show. Different strokes for different. Well, that's a settings. show, yeah. and posted like for the once. Thing, well, things you'll that never she hear says. this. I agree <laughs> with Mark. Most of the things that she says. Well, yeah, I like her output. I don't care about her as a person. But um, <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I I, I thought that scene, spent a Spawn's Ranch, best scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm like, oh, I wonder what's gonna happen. Have here. you listened it. to last podcast on the left yet? No. no. Can you please listen to the Charles Manson episodes? I think you'll love them. Can you please? Yeah, well, I, mean, I do me. give chances on things that you, yeah. you recommend. Can so. you please do that? You're gonna love last podcast I don't know. on the I left. Think I'm busy. You're gonna. Lo- <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm gonna check it out. I check out everything that you recommend. Check it out. Zoom, check Zoom. it out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I know Zoom. That's right. I've been there. Follow us on social media. <laughs> Oh, my dream was to be on Zoom as a kid. Oh, was it that was my dream. Wow. We're getting Instead off topic here. So- <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> so Get a new dream. We're going to turn this hour and a half episode into a three hour and a half episode. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I thought Leo and Pitt, both chemistry and, and alone, I thought they had great yeah, great acting prowess. The scene when he's sitting down with that little girl when they first meet and he's explaining the book. Scene. It's it's great. And the way he's just kind of comparing the the character in the book to himself and then he just starts crying. Mm -hmm. I think it's I think it's great. And there's some uncanny valley when it comes Mm -hmm. to the self-insert portions of the movie. Mm -hmm. But it's easily all the feet. It's easily glossed over. Feet, feet, feet. The movie. Oh, no, I have that. Right, that's one of my last notes here. Oh, okay, lots, good. lots of feet. Lots of oh, feet. Yeah. What? I wasn't like, mad at. No, no, no we, I, we could see it. I think yeah. he did that yeah. for the people, as like where it's like that, you guys know. This is exactly what I thought too. You, like you guys talk about me all the time with my foot fetish, so I'm just gonna uh, go full throttle. <laughs> I didn't no, know no, about no. That. I'm I'm speaking as Tarantino, where it's oh, like you oh, guys. Okay. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I, I know exactly what you guys are meaning. John's like, how'd you know? So I'm going to throw up Margot Robbie's <laughs> dirty feet in this scene as she's watching the movie. And, like, you know, it, it, it it's pretty detailed. Just like, 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 like that's yeah. dirty. There's Why? too many feet oh, yeah. in this Wash movie. your damn feet. <laughs> she's a, a Hollywood star. She uh, should have clean feet. Uh, I do echo They're your... Just kind of, like you and me. I do echo your things about Bruce Lee being in this movie yeah. as well it's it's a little much especially when like it's when it cuts to her training with him but i think that's also at the point where it's like he was probably thinking like she was gonna kick some ass and that that was your expectation in this yeah, movie. yeah. So i got i was fine i was i was totally cool with that you know where it's like 
yep, no, that's that doesn't happen, you know, and how, and and it's, instead, instead, like he fooled us here. Instead of Chekhov's gun, yeah. we get Chekhov's flamethrower. Yeah, <laughs> I, true. I, I didn't touch. see it coming. I, I, oh, I laughed so hard. I was like, yes. And the old people <laughs> around us go went, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that's oh. not historically yeah, accurate. Oh, that's that's squeaky and, from. And, he, and you know what? He. Leo, Leo, at the end of this movie, without really spoiling anything, he pretty much gets what he wants. What he, what he echoed at the beginning of this movie, yeah, where it's like when he talked about uh, Polanski. You know, maybe in this alternate timeline, Polanski, he didn't, he he didn't, didn't he rape didn't, a minor. He didn't diddle any, any yeah. anybody. He didn't. He maybe he went on to. It happened a, before, um, after Rosemary's Baby. So just uh, diddled it his would wife. Makes sense in the timeline. He, he um, Sharon Tate had that baby that wasn't diddled. And uh, that wasn't killed either. I don't think that's how it worked. But <laughs> I'm just saying, for transparency's sake. Yeah. Or maybe he had a successful film franchise after after Rosemary's Baby, and, and maybe Leo was in one of those movies. So where would you rank this yeah. in your Tarantino watch? Like, what's your favorite Tarantino? It's it's definitely above Death Proof. That, I think that one's at the bottom. <sighs> I do not like Death Proof. Is also my bottom. It's so. uh, it's above Inglorious Bastards. Interesting. Ooh. Um, I don't know. Kill Bill, no Jackie Kill, Brown, no Pulp Fiction, uh, Dogs. I think I see Jackie Brown's a movie, you know, like, a, like a, <laughs> and this wasn't. Oh no, no, I'm not saying this wasn't, but like, like, like there, there, there's like, like an actual plot that's going on here. There, there, there and is, Jackie Brown didn't have a plot. I'm talking about Jackie Brown. No, well, it didn't have a plot. It did have a plot. That's what I'm saying. But oh. Hollywood didn't have a plot. Yeah, well, yeah, because it was just, it was just you're just seeing events unfold. Yeah, where, where Jackie Brown, where it's like. Conflict, point A, point B, and then yeah. conclusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe I, I, this is his, the ninth film from Tarantino. I guess this would be number seven for me. Uh, At least for right now. That's I, I, low for me, though. Like, I thought you would rate that higher. Than I have, I would have to go back and, because. Rewatch. I, Pulp, Fiction, Pulp Fiction is, is my number one. Kill Bill, my number one. Inglorious Bastards, my number and one. Ki- Kill Bill, I count as two, as one movie. One and one two. One and two. And. God, I hope three. Um, <laughs> what else? Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir. You know what? I, I'll put Pulp that above. I'll put it above Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Reservoir Dogs. I know it's like his first film. Jackie and, Brown, Death Proof. Um, yeah, I think I, I'll make it number Django. six. Django and oh, Ooh. Django is pretty good. Django's too. number no, two Jang- for me. Django's Jango? at the bottom for me. Whoa, really? Whoa, yeah. You got to be. You once gotta be, again, oh, I agree with. Oh, Mark. but but I haven't seen Death Proof. Mm. But. It would be. I, I guess, think once eight. you see Death Proof, you'll. Well, yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> why right. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Some last-minute notes to end of this. On the length, I love the length. Yeah, I thought it was a good period piece, and there's nothing love that I love more than a good period piece. Um, in hindsight, I think I was looking through my dad's lens, who's seen every Quentin Tarantino movie, and asked me after the movie, directly after the movie, he was drunk on the couch in his underwear. He said, "How's the movie, son?" <laughs> and I said, "I don't think you'd like it." That was my first sentence out to him. He said, why not? He said, is it violent? I said, not till the last 15 minutes. So I don't think this is the Tarantino that you'd be expecting. I'm, for me, I'm totally okay with that. It, Which, ha- it has one of the best endings, in my opinion. Yeah. In, in terms of film, not just his, but like any film. It, 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 I think it's one of the most best payoffs I've ever seen. I don't know about that, but I can give it more... And it's so funny. I can give it more kudos than what I thought after I directly saw it. Because I was thinking about it a bit, and I said, I love a good period piece. This did that. It 
kind of warped the Manson murders for me after I knew a lot about that, that and I was expecting the movie to go a different way. I wanted Margot Robbie's character, Sharon Tate, to... I mean, this might be something scandalous, but I read a Reddit spoiler before this movie even premiered that Sharon Tate was going to kung fu oh, yeah. attack <laughs> all of the Manson family. I saw that. Being that, that she's been taught by Bruce Lee. And, and that's Bruce, what I was expecting. And Bruce Lee in two in, seconds. In that spoiler was supposed to show up too, like out of nowhere. Yeah, and I don't know if that was an no, early draft of this film. That would have turned to like a Black Dynamite kind of moment where it's like he just yeah. kicks down a wall. But listen, like, here some, I am. some trusted internet sources told me that this would be the thing, so I believed it for a while. And I said, that ending would really make people crazy. I said, that would really drive home the point. I said, that would be awesome to see a pregnant woman kick the shit out of Charlie Manson's cult. And, I mean, I have to give him praise for that, too. He took what I thought Margot Robbie was going to do and subverted it. So, yeah, But that's just disappointing to me. No, I don't think it was so disappointing. I think it was better than what I thought it was going to be afterwards. Yeah. During the moment, I was like, okay, that was more of a period piece in a different take than this. But then Margot but, has, like, no agency as yeah. to where her life is going. I think that's... I don't know. I think it's just, like, for the sake of it. Where it's like, you know, like I'm trying to... I, I fooled you, you know? I, yeah. I, I'm, I tricked the audience. <laughs> I, I'm fine with that. I'm totally cool with that. I hope he makes more than one movie, though. I think he. Oh, will. We got that Star Trek movie coming out. Fuck that Star Trek movie! <laughs> I want Kill Bill three. I don't think like he's been promising for years. I don't think that Star Trek movie is actually happening. I think he said that as a joke. <sighs> he says a lot. No, I think it's happening. I think it's happening too. <laughs> Oh, we'll see where that goes. I hope right. I hope he does Kill Bill three, and it like wraps what, what up. What can you do with Kill Bill three? He line. has a whole fucking story planned with Kill Bill three. He's been sending up for two Bill's movies. Bill's dead, baby. Bill's no, dead. No, <laughs> they found him with a you know belt around his neck in no. a closet. When Vivica J. Down. Fox's daughter goes after Beatrix Kiddo, it's a whole movie. Yeah, I don't know. All right. I uh, you fine. Can I bang yeah. the gavel? Um, well, well, Matt, Matt still has to go. Oh, <laughs> fuck <laughs> us! Come on, we got another uh, forty-five Hour? minutes. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> I'm I'm still disappointed by Hollywood and and wow. Quentin Tarantino did his uh, he tried to defend that whole Bruce Lee scene and he did it in the worst yeah, way possible. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like Bruce Lee's I character missed. in this film at all. I felt it was very racist. I felt it was very comedic relief for no reason. I liked and it. I heard some interviews that said Bruce Lee was nothing like that. Yeah. I'm talking about Bruce Lee's still alive. He's, he's still not. alive, guys. He's not. What? I don't think he is. Yeah, that's no, right. No. Just talk to his son, Brandon. Is this he's dead <laughs> from the crow. Uh, I know that. What are you talking about? He, he made millions from that movie. He just, he just went away. I thought this was like some alternate timeline. <laughs> it, it can be. You're trying to Sharon Tate me? <laughs> uh, anyway, let's get started. Right, so we already we talked about The Farewell. Yes. Um, Five movies to go. Oh, but I will say, because I did say I liked the Bruce Lee thing. I only liked the Bruce Lee depiction when I thought Quentin was being smarter than he was. And now that he defended himself badly, I'm like, okay. Yeah. What if, what if I, the, I thought this was like more of a satire. Yes. What, what if a six string Judy had come out and, and wouldn't be like, hey, like Bruce needs you, and it turns out it's just Bruce Lee's stunt double. Listen, I did like that scene where he throws Bruce into the fucking car, and it's yeah. funny. It's yeah. hilarious. I love that. <laughs> but Bruce didn't need to be played like a common stereotype. That's like, I'm a dis. I, oh, I'm I, not going to do it on the podcast. Oh, you what know what that? I'm going to do. <laughs> I don't touch those buttons. Guys, Mickey Rooney just entered the room. <laughs> For breakfast at Tiffany's? <laughs> uh, 
or uh, Emma Stone or Scarlett Johansson. Uh, no, she's uh, a tree. <laughs> so, five movies, but what, we already talked about the farewell, and one of them is a re-release. It Chapter One. You know, it's 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 great. Yes, but Matt had an yeah, awful theater experience oh, during this oh, movie. I can't wait to hear which this. Which he has to discuss oh, on the podcast Lord. while I get another drink. Oh boy, let me see if I can pull this up real quick. I forgot about that. Let me I see. didn't, so let I can see. be telling you. Let me see. Oh boy. Hey Matt, are you watching the movie? It's in hey, 3D. You want hey, a balloon? Hey Mark, have you read the book? <laughs> I read right, half so, the book. Let's see. All Not right, good yep. enough. All right. This Clog is, your ears. This is what I had written down. Well, just had it too spoiled for me. Uh, uh, joy emoji or like you know crying laughing emoji mm-hmm. uh, a couple of fuck faces behind me were talking the whole movie and once the credits rolled started spoiling the second movie by quote wondering what we'll get because this re-release has a, a, a new scene has footage from the upcoming which you didn't two. see and it's amazing scene it's so good I'm gonna watch it in a month if you had me at that audience I would have spoiled every fucking Stephen <laughs> King book that's ever been written to those jerks yeah. so just so you know Appreciate I had that. it I, I brought it up in my mind and I won't bring it up on the podcast because I'm considerate whoa how do we get out of the sewer guys gotta fuck <laughs> It's the only fuck. way. Gotta fuck. <laughs> but it's not in the movie, so you know. Well, what if it's in it chapter two? It's not. They're like, oh, by they're, the way, they're, we they're, forgot they're, the They still got the characters. It's the little not. Characters. He was spoiled on something different, yeah, and I yeah. understand what he was spoiled on. I can assure you, it's not in the movie. Well, well I know. Are no, you going to trust me I or think, those two ooh. mooks behind you in the movie theater? What, what if they switch talk- it? And they're then it's not. Like, I know about I've been researching this movie for four fucking years. You read the script? I read the original It scripts. Mm. All five of them. The the goldfish. It hasn't been leaked yet. Yeah, the goldfish. Oh, that was a fucked up scene. But I wouldn't want it in my It movie because it wasn't in the book. Yeah, it would have been. Stan was a goldfish, just so you know. I like that. They got rid of one of the characters and just made him a goldfish. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Cooler than, uh... Here's the line, don't cross it, Mark. (laughs) Down the stream or, uh... Shut up! He hasn't seen the movie! <laughs> but, well, no, we're talking about different spoilers. Yes! Right? Well, I know the one spoiler, but I think they spoiled something else that could still be subverted. But we'll see. Um, but did you like anyway, it chapter so one after I, your third? Yeah. Because I took you to thea- see it twice. Third theatrical and I saw experience. it six times in theaters, just so you know. It was good. It actually was scarier <laughs> than I remember it being. Because uh, <laughs> after, after watching it, I was like, oh, it's like Stranger Things. It's just fun kids talking shit. And uh, no, but being in the theater again, it made it a little bit more tense. Even yeah. though I, yeah, I knew what was going to happen and everything. Did you like that they're going to de-age Finn Wolfhard through cinematic de-aging? <laughs> he needs it. That boy like has Henry, grown. Uh, Henry Cavill's mustache, Finn Wolfhard <laughs> is going to get a whole de-aging. It, it looks good. I think it'll be fine. Yeah. Mark is shaking his head. I don't know what he's thinking about. I, I, I don't know. I just don't He care. said, this movie three hours, I ain't going. I said, this movie three hours, I'm there. <laughs> We'll see. I'm, I'm excited for a three-hour cut. He got the tickets pre-ordered. I'm going to be there first week of school. I don't care how stressed I am. And I'm in Dolby. Yeah. In Dolby. In Dolby Digital. Uh, but talking about my theater experience, so I could have been more polite about it, but they had been getting on my nerves the whole movie, so I shushed them. They shushed me back and asked if I'd read the book. I said, no, that's why I don't want to hear about it. And they started spoiling more of it for me. <laughs> uh. And... Yeah, well, luckily I already knew, like, at least half of what they mentioned, so I was 
in a good place, but I feel like if they had been louder, everyone in the theater would have like ganged up on them because you don't do that. I was like, next time watch it at home. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, oh, it's the people that don't deserve to be, uh, that shouldn't be let out in public. <laughs> I'm so sad for you. Yeah, I'll be all right, though. I think, it's not the end of the world. I, I mean, think, I've been lording that over Matt's head for years. So. I think things will be subverted anyway. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Just like Ryan Johnson. <laughs> or hey, Quentin I like Tarantino. Him. I like it when Ryan does it. And that's, well, no, because I love Inglorious Bastards. I just thought we'd get more from Hollywood. Because I knew What's that subversion was coming. Mm. You're not going to kill Sharon Tate on film. That's you, you say that to the ghost you of Sharon Tate that. on Lifetime. <laughs> That's rude. The boys <laughs> killed several children, uh, but they weren't Sharon Tate. Uh, true, <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, it's a great movie. It still holds up. It's uh, a good watch. Next, I saw Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> nice. That was fun. Yeah. This is a stupid fun film. No comment. I so the trailers, the commercials, they have. Um, Idris Elba being like I'm Black Superman and I wasn't really expecting to actually get like some superpowers but yeah, he, he starts flying he he doesn't really fly by himself to be fair by himself but, <laughs> he's on winches you no know, he's flying in a helicopter at one point uh, but um he does have like a Terminator-esque heads-up display like in his eyes yes that tells him like if an attack is coming uh, warns him of imminent danger, uh, and it's just so stupid, but so fun. This, this sounds like you remember X Men Origins Wolverine. No, I didn't watch that oh, one. Oh boy! There's Don't a, look at me. Well, there's a great <laughs> fight scene with uh, a non Deadpool Wolverine and Sabretooth where it's pretty much how you're describing right oh, now. Oh boy! It was just it was so silly to watch, and they find out that the answer to defeating Idrisova is. He can't process both of our attacks happening at once, so we just team up. You, like, flank his left side, I'll flank his right. Oh, it's just so stupid. Sorry, keep going. Well, like, The Rock and Jason Statham, they're fun. They're (laughs) fun together. Some people say that their bantering, their bickering gets old. I just am there for it. I'm, I'm in for the long haul. And there are things that happen, like, okay... So, Idris Elba, towards the beginning of the movie, he's, like, getting away with his henchmen by <laughs> sliding down, like, a harness <laughs> attached to a building. So, he's, like, walking down the building horizontally, the side of a building, um, and The Rock has to figure out how they're going to catch up to him because they, they've taken something that they need. Um, the, <laughs> the MacGuffin here is, like, uh, a virus that's capable of... De- uh, uh, Deleting people from the world—it's it's a virus that, like, is supposed it's the Infinity Gauntlet. To, yeah, it's supposed to target the weak people in civilization, but they could like reverse engineer it to just target all of civilization or some shit like that. All right. So they're trying to stop this virus. Idris Elba has this virus. He's like uh, swinging down this building. What the Rock does is he just like basically firefighter pole goes down it. No rope burn at all. He just goes like. At least 50, like 80 miles an hour down this rope, and he punches Idris Elba. <laughs> and it's it's just so bonkers. What I do wish, I wish they had more car stunts, more vehicle stunts. Well, we're getting, this isn't the Fast and Furious. I this know. is Hobbs and Shaw. They're right. all about fisticuffs. Yeah. A little bit. And Don't you he, remember what uh, The Rock said? 
We don't ever let them get into cars. I, I only remember, I'm going to beat you like a Cherokee drum. drum. Oh. Only oh. catchphrase I remember for those films. <laughs> but there is a point. There is a point where he is. He has like a, a chain wrapped around his hand, and he's oh my god, Luke Cage. He's, he's towing a helicopter with the chain. I've seen this in the trailer, <laughs> and it's just I. I could go this, on. I've only seen Fast Fast and Furious 1, 2, and 3 when oh. Bow Wow was Tokyo drifting. Oh, you're Yikes. missing out. Yeah, and, and you are. This makes me want to go back, rewatch those, mm-hmm. and then go in order up till yep. this moment. You have to. It's but I feel kill like, you, though, Mark. No, no, I don't think so. I think, I think this sounds like a good time. Because Fast Five... In the worst way. <laughs> Fast Five is where most people say the franchise peaked. Um, it's It becomes more of like a heist slash save the world movie. Um, but Furious 7 kind of uh, escalated the car stunts, I think, where... Do you care if I spoil like some sure, of the stunts? Sure, go right ahead. I don't All right, care. So in Furious 7, towards the beginning, uh, what? They, they have to get on this remote island, and there's no way around it. They can't use the bridges because they're monitoring the bridges. So they, they take a handful of cars into a plane... And they parachute the cars down onto the <laughs> island from above. Damn right. And of course, there's all there's the well marketed stunt of uh, one car ramming through one Dubai skyscraper and into the yes, other one. Yes. Yes. How many died? Jason <laughs> Statham. Zero. Absolutely zero. And <laughs> you know, a, a little bit of that was missing from Hobbs and Shaw, but we did kind of instead get. It's a really like Game of Thrones esque battle sequence. Yeah. Like you just with see cars. A, oh, with the tor- the tiki torches yeah. and all that. It, it takes place on Samoa um, because The Rock has to go back to his family, and they're the only ones who can help. And they they like disable the bad guys' firearms, so it's just all like hand to hand combat and like you know uh, uh, old ancient type weapons it's just really game of thrones you're waving their hand in a really weird way i don't know what that means it's really game of thrones ish for no reason the way i looked at the trailer was the same way when i watched eight-legged freaks and they fought (laughs) off all those spiders in that that shopping mall i agree Uh, with you that's a pretty good movie yeah i like that movie so this is a fun time it's fresh on rotten tomatoes that's like at least a 70 i just want to see them hook all those those cars together and try to like save the the rock yep Oh, it's a fun ride. Catch, I, catch it in Dolby. The, the thing is, I, like when it comes to the jokes in this movie, I, I've, I've heard from a reliable source that this was they seen this at a packed theater in Jersey Gardens. Ooh. and you could hear a pin drop. Oh, oh boy! That like Yikes. None, no, no one laughed at anything that was that was said that was supposed to be funny. Yikes. There were some dumb jokes that I kind of pity laughed, but there were there were moments that I actually it was more like a, oh there's. <laughs> There is a good cameo in here. I don't know. Should I mention Vin Diesel? I'm not oh, gonna no. see this oh. fucking movie. Oh, Din Diesel. <laughs> uh, Ryan Reynolds makes an appearance. <gasps> what? Pikachu he, himself? Deadpool? Yeah. He steals the show. <laughs> wow. He's just really speaking fun. of X Men Origins. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, he he's in an after credit scene that's probably like the funniest part of the movie where he's just talking about how shit the Game of Thrones ending was. It's, I it's hear there are several after the credit scenes that do that, that have nothing that don't progress, set up anything. That sounds like yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, that's one of them. Okay, um, I think that's the only one though, the only after credit sequence. But they, he basically says, "Hey, I'm gonna need your help again to save the world pretty soon, maybe in four years from now." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's, planned franchise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good. I'm here for it. 
I love it. Uh, next we got Madness and the Method. This is uh, Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith. Basically, uh, it's kind of a meta-biography, semi-biographical he, movie. He, he, he plays Blunt Man. Exactly. So, he, this is the, the premise is Jason Mewes is trying to escape his typecasting. He wants like better roles, but everyone just recognizes him. This, this is pretty much that same gag from um, Jane Saw Bob Strike Back. Mm. Like, oh, you were a loser. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you rocked it, boys and girls. No, it always comes back to that fucking pie. Exactly. Ta- taunted by it. And this is a directorial debut by Jason Mewes, too. He does, like, I guess, a lot of the story. Huh. And um, it's. I thought it was pretty exhausting. I, I was there for the first act. I thought it was good, but then it gets kind of repetitive. It goes to weird places. Um, which oh, wait, I, I was thinking of Jason Biggs. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 I know who you're talking about. No, I'm talking about Jay. Yeah. Um, and this is, uh, and you know, there's a, kind of a parade of cameos that make it a little bit more interesting, but just not enough. Um, Danny Trejo is in it for a bit, Kevin Smith, um, just other people from like that wait, universe. Kevin Smith and a Jason Muse? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Film. I kind of wish we got more. <laughs> I, I think they play off each other really well, but there's just not enough of it. Um, and it's a pretty silly movie, but again, just kind of annoying and exhausting after a while. Um, pretty low budget. Uh, not a strong recommend, but if you're a big fan of these of these people and these characters, yeah, I guess check it out. Better than Zack and Mira make a porno? Ooh, they, they, Zach and M- Mira. Mi- Mira. Is no, Miri. Miri. Oh, whatever. Yeah. I hate that movie. They actually, they did make a joke about that movie in this one. Do they? And like how bad it was. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Is it bad. Zach and Mickey? Z- no, Zach, Zach and Miri. Miri. All right, I'll believe you. <laughs> I believe you. All right, next <laughs> shake, got... shake, Sonora. Oh, I only got two more. All right. So, <laughs> what are we at? Oh, uh, we got... Hour 35. Oh, that's right. nothing. This will be yeah, quick. Yeah, I know. This, this is pretty quick for a moose bush segment. This will be quick. Scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh, no. <laughs> No, I'm here for this. It was good. What do you mean? That Lana Del Rey cover of Season of the Witch? What more do you Ooh, want? That that actually is a really good cover. I like I it. I love Lana! <laughs> I was surprised to hear that in the end credits. I was very pleasantly surprised. But no, this movie, I, uh, it, it, it is fun. It takes place in the 60s, so late 60s. And they kind of try to do um like a political motif. They have like a lot of instances of Nixon talking and like trying to earn people's votes and i kind of like how they um connect the two i think that was pretty inspired even Wait, though did you read the book no nah. we're not those people john i'm uh you can hold that I'm question more of a goosebumps kind of kid more of a choose your own adventure <laughs> my finger was in the page i'm good <laughs> but uh the wolf man who fucks at night <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> i i kind of wish this movie I kind of wish that it's kids characters were written more like Stranger Things or like it um, they're decently funny but it could have been more exciting could have been funnier could have been stronger um, but I was pleasantly surprised the movie definitely takes its PG-13 rating like I don't know pretty hard um, no this, good deaths uh, well, there's there's some deaths actually there are I didn't, I didn't say I didn't hear good they're, they're, they're okay. Yeah. They're like, it's a movie aimed at middle schoolers, basically. So, so if me, you, if you go, <laughs> if you go in with that mindset, um, I was like, okay, this is actually a little intense for what I imagine that age age range. 
um, would expect. But it, it was a good time. It, Guillermo del Toro, uh, I assume he had a decent amount of involvement with the costume design and oh, yeah. uh, maybe some of the stories. So I think it pays off. There's some good effects here. Um, it was all right. You know, it. we're not really the target demographic. But if you go into it, like, maybe this is something you could show your little cousin or, or a sibling or something. Who? <laughs> and they'll... You got cousins. Ooh. What? Who? <laughs> and this is something they could enjoy. But for what it was, I enjoyed it. I think it was fun. Next I got... Speaking, speaking of uh, age-targeted enjoyment, next I got Dora... And the Lost City of Gold. All right, strapping. I need to hear about this How many this explosions one. are in this? This movie is so good. It's That's so why you're good. Yeah. It's like, it's a decent amount funnier than I expected. It's pretty meta. Um, it has like some inspired sequences that I didn't think really belonged in a kid's movie that like adults could appreciate. Um, it is still pretty silly. It's not exactly like... It's not exactly uh, targeted at adults the same way like the Lego movie is. Like that's definitely something that doesn't really thrive on juvenile humor. Dora still has like a little bit of that, mm-hmm. but I really think it's just fun for the whole family. It's it's uh, it was a fun time. I was actually surprised by how much I was laughing, and the kids in, at my theater seemed engaged. Um, <laughs> Danny Trejo voices Boots. Yeah. Does it work for, for one of a scene? It yeah. works. It works really well. Oh. It's it's kind of a, a mix between a coming of age, a fish out of water in like a in a high school uh, in a new high school, where Dora is basically socially inept, um, and her cousin Diego is like simultaneously trying to help her and also embarrassed by her. And I think, like, those scenes, they all really work. It's fun. It's like, Just go, Diego, go! <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Uh, and and I, I really like the Hispanic and Latino representation on here. I think there's one uh, person that's not a... Uh, one actor that's not a person of color, which is uh, pretty surprising. And they speak Spanish, like, a good amount of times. There's subtitles. Um, is there abuela? There is abuela, definitely. <laughs> there's a very helpful abuelita. And uh, I just, I, I have nothing but praise for it. It was actually really fun, and I want to see a sequel. I can't sass you for this because I heard the exact same thing from critics. <laughs> yeah, people kind of call it like an Indiana Jones-ish. Um, Dora's got a knife! <laughs> this movie snuck up on me, actually. I had no idea when it was coming out. I, I oh, didn't yeah. even watch the trailer for it, so. It's the, tra- out. the trailer has some of that, it hints at some of the humor that you get in the movie. Um, even from the trailer, people thought it would be bad, but I was in its... In its side, on its side, I was in its corner. I was like, "This is gonna be good." Um, like the trailer has a has a gag where like Dora as a kid is like saying stuff like, "Can you say delicioso?" to like the camera. She's like facing the camera. Who are you and, looking at? And her parents are like, "Who are you talking to?" <laughs> and like one of them's talking to another, and they're like, "She'll grow out of it." So like it definitely it, it take it knows what it is. It's self aware, yeah. and it just it amplifies it. It's uh. it's fun. I never thought I'd say that, but I want people to go watch it because it's it's not performing super well at the box office. But I really want a sequel. Despite my mom always referring to Dora as Dora the Horror, I still will watch this movie. And oh because no. from, from from your recommendation why, why and from like that? I don't know, my mom's a racist. <laughs> 
not not really, but like she's what it's it's one of those like. Can you say peligroso? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I won't go any further. But yeah, I do want to watch this movie. It's fun. I really do recommend it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That's it for me. I'm oh. I ran out of minutes, like twenty minutes ago. No, you're we're doing actually pretty good. <laughs> no, no nights and weekends. <laughs> and a booze booze segment. Can I propose another bathroom break? All right, I think sure, the audience not? needs it. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry, I drink a lot of water. Whew. All right, into our next segment, trotting the boards. Any theater news we got among the podcast? I, 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 I ain't got shit. I've got a couple, I guess. Maybe you go. I got one. Um, I recently just saw a friend of the show, Alexander Portera's um, production of Footloose over at Playhouse Twenty Two in mm-hmm. uh, East Brunswick, New Jersey. Nice. It was uh, it was new. I say new because it's the first time they're making use of their amphitheater over there. Hmm. It's a nice space. It's no place in the park, I will say that. Only because I don't think they really planned accordingly in terms of how they want to accommodate such a large crowd. It's mm-hmm. sold, that's that's one thing. Sound equipment could have been better, I will say that. He uh, Alexander gave a great performance as uh, as Ren. Uh, you know, like I, I've seen him cut a rug before too, and those toe touches, man. And he, I tell you, <laughs> but uh, you can touch them toes. But uh, yeah, it, it was uh, it was good. It was good for what it was, and uh, you know, I I think they'll they'll also plan for the future in terms of uh, uh, how they're going to use that space uh, for outside. I guess for next summer, I would suppose. So yeah. Uh, and I guess in terms of like like quickie like uh, life news, uh, I recently just finished my production understudy work for the wake at premier stages over at Kane University mm-hmm. and I can officially say that I am now EMC <gasps> I think that's I think that's a, it's a great uh, thing wow, to, that is a great thing. Uh, to, to say you know Wait, what is that uh, so that's part that's equity member candidates that means he's an actor. Ooh. Yeah. Well, like I'm not with benefits. I'm not officially uh, equity yet. Well, uh, you're so not I'm, I'm for it, right? Yeah. So I just need to work x amount of uh, time for uh, certain production shows, and uh, yeah, and then I officially become that member. I I, I don't know if I'll do it uh, do on the fly, <laughs> just because it's a limit. It's limiting to like what you can actually do, yeah. and they could take that away really fast. I know. Mm. Um, so I've 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 I've, yeah. I've met people too where it's like you know because they want to do a community theater show because they relied on work and then someone found out about it and like sorry taking that away from you. Damn. But does this open up like the opportunities you can have? It puts so when it comes to like open calls, I can go right in front of the line. Ooh. That's and even now I can do that and not even have to be full equity. So that gives me more opportunities now. That's pretty cool. Uh, and yeah, and and when it comes to equity, like they'll send you shows, uh, they'll send you like auditions where it's like, oh, we like because you were this, well, we're sending you these sides and Damn. go for these auditions. So Damn, it's, it's all, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, it's 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 just nice, like finally having that the, those kind of opportunities. So it's just one further step in the door. So yeah, definitely, just a li- just a little like self uh, self plug for myself. So yeah. I just like I like to feel I like to feel proud of myself once in a while, even when I feel so down, ninety percent of the time. <laughs> That's great. I love that. No. Um, we've got one thing to plug. Six is coming to Broadway. Yeah. You know, listen to that shit. Wives of King Henry the Eighth. I don't really know which one. I believe it's I believe it's the eighth. Thank God. They were all they were all killed. So. Um, it's gonna be great. Uh, it's a one act retelling of the wives of King Henry the Eighth. 
in a Spice Girls-esque style, coming to Broadway, going to be the hit of the season, no intermission. Watch it. Listen to it. Spice off your life. <laughs> every boy, every girl. <laughs> Basically. But in a fun way. In a womanizing, empowering way. Oh, I'm womanizing. <laughs> Womanizer, 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 I'm a womanizer, you're a womanizer. Oh, Brittany. Free Brittany. Um, and that ends my Tron the Board segment, so let's get into our last segment. Smegment. Smegma? Segment? Um, disc jockeys. Any music we heard? I committed a faux pas, kind of. Last amuse, because I said that there was no music out. Well, I said I hadn't listened to any music. But I was being dumb, um, because that weekend, I think the day before or two days before we recorded that, uh, Chance the Rapper's new album, The Big Day, released. And this is something I've been looking forward to for like a year. I've heard. And somehow, These once it finally... bars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> once it finally dropped, it just kind of slipped me by, and I didn't listen to it until the week after. But uh, it's a good record. I don't know... Um, People seem to be calling it a lesser record than his last few. This is like his first uh, major debut studio album, I guess. His last few were technically mixtapes, but they're basically the same. Um, and it kind of, it's a loose concept album that chronicles his wedding day. And I think it's a really good premise and there are good tracks on it. It's pretty long though. It's like, I think over an hour and a half with like 19 or so tracks. So there's, I would say, some filler in there, but uh, there are some gems, and I'm just, I'm glad to hear him back, have him playing on my phone. He's He hasn't really gone away, because last year I think he released four or five singles, and this year, even in the lead-up to this album, he released a few non-album singles, so he's definitely just been very present. But I gotta say, I think the singles that he released last year are stronger than most of this album, so I, I just kind of hope we get back some of that sound, but... It's a solid record. Next, I got uh, an anticipation of Blinded by the Light. Uh, the Bruce Springsteen movie, adjacent movie. Revved up like a douche, and I'm rolling in the night. Well, I listen to some Springsteen, including that song, and I gotta say, it really does sound like douche. You're Joy-Z. right. <laughs> you are completely correct. Yeah. I'm gonna look up the lyrics right now. I should talk. It's revved up yeah. like a coop. coop? No, like, like a deuce, but like a deuce coop. Yeah. Yeah. Close enough. Deuce coop. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I I never really listened to Springsteen before. You know, I, I knew the singles, obviously, just by proximity and by location. Um, but he's pretty good. I guess there's a reason. I listened to his first album up through, I think, mid-80s. I think my last one was Tunnel of Love. That one, uh, not, not amazing. But his others were pretty good. And I especially like Nebraska, which is like his acoustic album. I think it really fits his... Uh, his style and his music actually reminded me of the hold steady um i I still like the hold steady's lyrics more i think they're more uh debaucherous and i i think they have a better hand on their their young youthful rebellious uh and stupid teenage characters or 20 something characters um so they're a little more interesting to me but i bruce favors uh pretty well in comparison so maybe I'll hit up a four-hour concert concert of his sometime and start yelling Bruce. 
and nobody could tell if I'm saying boo or people on Facebook are like, oh, they're saying boo. And I'm like, why are they booing That's his name, children. That's his name. (laughs) Juicy Brucey. I hate people. I really do. Uh, And so, yeah, Bruce is good. Next, I listened to uh, an album by Claro called Immunity. It's like a kind of PBR and B. Um, so peanut butter and R and B. No, Pabst Blue Ribbon and um, blues. Pabst Blue Ribbon <laughs> on Ice, Lana Del Rey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's pretty good. It's been getting some raves, some praise. I don't know if it really measures up to that, but it was a fun listen. Um, there's like a little bit of soul behind it, and she she goes into some interesting directions. Lastly, I listened to oh a new Y album. Uh, this is a band that I was really into in like high school, that kind of uh, age. I like their late 2000s output, that era. Um, recently, they haven't been as engaging, but they still sound pretty strong. Uh, not too much rapping on this one like they had in the past. Um, a little bit more sing-songy, but it's good. They've always got like interesting perspectives, and uh, I like listening to their lyrics and their music. So check it out, new Y album. That's it for me. I'm, I've spoken too much. Got anything, Mark? I think the only thing I checked out, what I think all three of us did, was uh, I don't know if you guys talked about it last time, was that Tiny Desk <gasps> Lizzo. That was my concert. one point. Ooh, how uh, dare you bring it up? Yeah. Of course. How could I forget? The greatest Tiny Desk concert or this fucking Tiny Desk concert <laughs> that's ever been in this existence. Tiny Ass Desk. By yeah. Lizzo. So Ooh, I made that baby cry. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love Lizzo, man. It's so fantastic. I, I, you know, I, I gotta say that she's she is a lot of fun. I, she's she's very talented. I, I, I love her. I love her nature. I love. Like, see, I've only listened to like maybe like two of her songs. Maybe one of them was uh, uh she played live was the last one. You know, like ain't my fault. Gonna blame it yeah, on juice. Oh, yeah. juice. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's a fun. That's a fun number. Uh, but I think I appreciate her more live than I do from like recorded albums. I think she's yeah. a lot. Is, she's a lot better. Yeah. yeah, she's like a powerhouse on yeah. stage because you know she has. She's got a lot of energy. She's uh, she's got so much to give. She's fun, yeah. you know. She's got a good moral, and she's uh, not really self-deprecating, but like. <laughs> she'll, she'll if take... you love me, then you can love you, baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like whenever she takes out a like that little ragger uh, tissue, and she's like, "I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sweating." Yeah, Yo, y'all got me on a tiny desk. I got a baby crying. <laughs> <laughs> like, excuse me while I do this. Oh, uh, that was the only thing I was going to mention because I forgot to mention it last. A moose boosh, yeah. but yeah. she's got Lizzo, a, man. She's got a killer stage. She's presence. taking it, and I think. Her renditions of the songs here are the strongest I've heard. Yeah. Like, they surpass the studio recordings, too. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I want to look into this Tiny Desk, too. I've, I, oh, yeah. I've I, never heard of Tiny Desk not, before? This is the first thing when you guys send it to me. It's a Yikes. good series. Yeah. It's like a what was it, NPR, yep. sort of. Yeah. Okay. I, I like them. You know, bite-sized chunks, like 15 or 18 minutes, it's like the perfect length. Mm-hmm. Get a few songs, you figure out what an, ide- uh, what an artist is all about. There are some artists I've discovered from Tiny Desk. Are they in the city? I think so. Yeah, I'm not sure, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The desk uh, I need to see behind transcends the all. I gotta see <laughs> if, the, if there's a bigger desk oh, behind the tiny ooh. desk. Bigger tiny desk? I don't know whose desks that those, those actually belong to, if anyone. Uh, yeah, so good. Please well, check it out. I don't know if it's on YouTube. If not, it'll come up on NPR's website. Yeah. Oh. 
Well, with that, I've got to end our amuse-bouche segment. But why? We've discussed everything that we've seen throughout the coming weeks. Uh, is there anywhere that our audience can find you on social media? Uh, you can find me over at M0Junior over on Instagram or Man Who Wears Hats over on Twitter or the relaunch of my podcast uh, <gasps> Inside Ooh. the Gamer Stronghold, which is yes. now up right now. Uh, I'm very proud of it right now. I've got my new co-host, uh, Jason Reinerston. Uh, with me, Reinertson. Sorry, he's, he's gonna call me out on that. Um, Yikes! You know, listen to this. Uh, <laughs> Who I've now tra- to this? I've now transitioned from interview to now news centric, which will now be up uh, every Tuesday of the week. I'll be more thorough about that as well, and I, that that won't go away. The interview portions will uh, remain; they'll just be spread out on separate days, and I'll still also like. Be true to like trying to like bring in a more uh, review uh, centric episodes as well, which probably John will be the first one up because uh, Catherine I think comes out at the end of this month. Ooh. Catherine, will I, will I have time? So yeah, <laughs> if, if you have time, I'll bullshit please come that on. review real quick. <laughs> if you have time, but I'll be there. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's all I have. You can find me drink and read jk on twitter losing my mind jk on instagram and you can follow my other anime that's right if you like anime you can follow my other podcast but we just talked about anime anime was not a mistake <laughs> where we recently watched um mamoru hosada's one piece movie one piece and the baron i don't remember that last name <laughs> but it was pretty good i've seen it before uh we're doing a satoshi Kon versus mamoru hosada season before we get into our Pirates of the Caribbean season. What? Excuse oh, me? Oh, you have to listen to find out. We're going there. We're big pirate heads. <laughs> anime okay. was not a mistake podcast. We're switching it up there. But <laughs> The uh, anime version of Pirates of Penzance. I would love that too. Oh, false one. You have deceived me. I've deceived you. Yeah, I can do the whole Pirates of the, the Penzance as well. a lot. You're going to do Peter Pan live? <laughs> Peter Pan, the anime? <laughs> no, but you can Peter find Pan-anime. me there, and I'd be appreciative <laughs> if you would. Very nice. Uh, well, recently, you know, I am fat, so I started I started walking in the park. I'm, I'm trying to do five miles a day. <laughs> Only um, five? Well, all right. He's got all those pokey eggs that <laughs> Did six exactly. miles today. I've been hatching so many eggs, I'm like, uh, I'm a rooster. Or, or a hen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, what? I've been sending gifts because it's friends week. If you're not my friend, be my friend. I'll send you a gift. You don't even have to send me one back. I just got too many. Uh, I've been stopping Team Rocket. If you're a member of Team Rocket, I'm I'm sorry. I got to stop you. And find me there. Find me in the park. You don't know which park, but try every park. Warnaco Park. Oh, no. (laughs) MacArthur Park. You found which one it is. Cranford Park. The one uh, no, actual park, park no, that's good that's for it. park, yeah. good for walking. Well, listen to <laughs> Nightcaps at the Theater. We're continuing our Summer Loving Marathon coming up after this. And it don't stop coming, 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 and I don't stop coming, and I'm not going to stop. let him go forever for the infinity train. And I'm not going to stop. Alright, you bunch of movie-loving booze hounds, it's last call. You heard me last call. What do you mean? 
Who do you think you are? It's me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, your resident nightcaps at the theater co-host, bartender, movie podcast curator, and pretentious cinema snob. Nightcaps at the theater? Yeah, that's right. Oh, you heard of it? Well then, friend, let me top you off. It's thanks to people like you that this little show of ours can make it into the final reel week to week. How else could Mark fund his Funko Pop addiction or Mac create a new internet handle every episode to avoid the FBI? We can't thank you lovelies enough, but why not keep the party going? Do you want to have a conversation on campy cult classics, question foreign flicks, or massacre movie monstrosities? Then look no further. Reach out to us on social media. You can follow our humble little podcast on Facebook and Instagram at Nightcap Cinema. And if you aren't listening to us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, whatever, and rating, reviewing, and for goodness sake, subscribing, well then, we might have to tell Aunt Ida to put some cha-cha heels on to kick your ass. I think I talked your ear off enough, though. But put that wallet away. This last nightcap is on us.